grab your friends it's time for MetaWatch, the world's first, best, only, and probably last MetaBots Damashi podcast. My name's Mitch, I use he and pronouns, and I can be your angle or your devil. Joining me as always, they've danced with the devil in the pale moonlight, Colin. Hi, my name is Colin, I use they, them pronouns, uh, and, uh... You know, these aren't bad episodes, but sometimes I do feel like I should see no Damashi, hear no Damashi, speak no Damashi. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I can see where your heart is today. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, what? I, look, I don't know. We should. I mean, I feel like this is going to become a, 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 a quasi segment. How are we feeling about Metabots Damashi right now? Because uh, I don't think it's. Uh, I I thought last week's episodes were really bad. Um, This week's episodes were not. They're not that bad, but I did find myself really bored from time to time. (laughs) Um, Honestly, on my check-in, I'm I'm liking Damashi more and more. Now, I'm not going out and going, hey, it's good, you should watch it. But I don't (laughs) dread this journey. It's going to be a long journey, but it's more like, um, you know, I'm having a nice little walk through this show as opposed to... Like a nice hilly run, you know. Yeah, I, I get. Um, I'm I'm I mean, enjoying like, the scenery when I get it. Uh, we we get some good, we get some good designs here and there, and that's really what I'm yeah. here for. Like like, we were we were just talking about this before we started recording, mm-hmm. but like, you know, um, uh, I I think, and you would you would even said, but like when we were just doing our check in for a recording time today, you were like, these. I mean, these are just. The, this is what we should expect is the normal level of quality from Metabots yeah, yeah, because, like, there are legitimate, like, there are pops in these episodes. There are really cool moments. Uh, we're we're finally out of the era of really bad Kilobot design. Like, all of the new Metabots uh, in these two episodes are sick as hell. Yeah. Um, and, and, honestly, like, we even, yeah. Like, seeing Unitrix again in, like, more of a movement, like, I'm digging Unitrix more and more. Yeah, Unitrix and and um uh uh Ur- Urox Aerox, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Excise in um, the sub. The other the other kitty. Yeah, like they go they go they really go kitty mode this episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All about the like, zoids, little, baby. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, we finally get a little bit of extra animation in the action modes where like you know fucking Meta B goes into car mode, revs up, and you see like his front wheels like shake. In like a really cool way, um, yeah. But at the same time, like just Cam and Zero are really fucking boring, um, and you know we are lucky to get the Monkey Boy in episode, and then in the next episode in, in mm-hmm. uh, Arika's Secret Garden. But like, uh, I I think I think I'm ready to really say that like uh, you know this the thing that would markedly improve this show is just if if we had more interesting supporting cast, uh, yeah, because yeah, ev- yeah. everybody's re- just real boring now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, I'm sure we're all familiar with the term flanderization. I'm not going to define it. Um, <laughs> but like, like Icky is more one note than ever. Like Arika, like still one or two notes. Metabi, I mean, all right. Zero's just, Hey, I'm a shitty kid who doesn't talk much. And then I'm a, other shitty kid in a cloak that doesn't talk much like everyone's just so one note and bland anymore and then like we don't get we don't get the goofiness that you know metabots was known for like that we fell in love with so we're getting a lot of um like i said last episode like i've been really feeling about damashi is like they got this feels like the bare bones cartoon 
and then they just didn't go back and punch it up. They, they didn't yeah. go back like and it's... punch up the animation. They didn't go back and punch up any of the comedy or any of the anything. And it, you know what? If, if what we're going to do is strap in for a mediocre cartoon, that is better than what I thought like five episodes ago, where we're going to strap in for a bad cartoon and then some episodes <laughs> might be okay. This, I, I'll yeah. take what I got. I'm okay. Yeah, like, I just keep, because it's not like it's a problem of, um, like, they're, they, it's not like it's massively slowed down or sped up from uh, Metabots. Like, mm-hmm. the, uh, an episode of Metabots and an episode of Metabots Damashi cover about the same amount of plot, like, the same yeah. amount of yeah, stuff yeah. is happening. And it's just really hard to put my finger down on exactly, like, what's not there. And I think you're right. It's just that, like, they, they this stuff needs a little bit more time in the oven so that, you know, uh, they they could have, like, a, a moment where Metabi just gets to deliver a really good line that's well-written that, like, is key to what the episode is about or something. Or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just a little bit more time with, with characters doing stuff instead of, like, things that are setting up stakes in action that don't actually really need to be there. Um, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Instead of talking to about finally back to season one and two, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, the the last series, correct. Uh, instead of talking about things that you know we're maybe lukewarm on, let's talk about a pretty good horror episode. Like this oh, is a yeah. pretty good um, horror. Yeah. The best Benabots uh, has done for or, horror, and we just had one two episodes ago. Uh, I don't even. I I wouldn't even necessarily call it a horror episode. It feels more like. Um, uh, just like an action movie that's like a real underdog action movie. Like this um, feels like uh, the the Terminator Two to Terminator or the Aliens to Alien. Uh, as like it's it's a th- I feel like it's more of a thriller than a horror. But like yeah, like you know there is legitimately like uh, I I can't believe that they made it out of this episode alive. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it, there's some music stings in the uh, the sub that like I feel they're trying to bring. Yeah, definitely the action and thriller, but I think they are trying to, like, actual horror to us, like, being horrified at this unstoppable, unkillable monster, which is what it is. Yeah. And I, I think that's the vibe they were trying to get, and again, in the sub, I feel it comes across pretty well. In the in the dub, alright, I'll, I'll concede there. But uh, the episode's yeah. name um, is Rage Red Devil. Uh, in English, it's Red Run Away. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, listen, this is, you know, this is coming out in the, the U.S. in, what, 2002, something like that? So, like, uh, um, the the whole uh, Gundam Wing comes to the U.S. and Walmart boycotts the, the models until they change the name of Death Scythe Hell has uh, hit the localization scene, so they cannot just call it the Red Devil, probably. <laughs> well, that's not its name. That's the best part. That's just the nickname they give it. Yeah. Um. Also, we have a we have like new animation in mm-hmm. the English mm-hmm. OP. Um, same song, thank God. Got need that chuggy riff, but uh, we just got like a little bit of new am- animation. The um, the the cut in on the kids is there almost long enough for me to be able to like fully pause it and see who they are. Um, I think. I think Monkey Boy is going to join the party at some point. Ooh, I think that's going to happen because not only do they they show Monkey Boy, but they also show three Monkey Metabots when it when it switches over. Is <laughs> the thing that was easier for me to pick out in that that little like quarter second of a clip. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Um, in yeah. my Metabots. Um, yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, Mitch, it's dark. It's rainy. There's trucks pulling out of the 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 Kilobot Corporation, and inside of this tr- this this uh this moving van, uh, we've got a 900 year old man and uh TK from Digimon in an old person mask, <laughs> uh, and they're delivering one single Kilobot, and it looks sick as hell. <laughs> yeah, um, we get a good conversation from these guys, and. In all forms of media, my favorite anything for them to focus on is here's two just regular people just living their lives going, hey, isn't this kind of weird? <laughs> like, I, I love it. <laughs> um, so uh, the younger guy who's not driving goes, isn't this weird? We're moving children's toys in such a bad storm. And the other guy goes, toys, huh? You have no idea. We're moving a devil. <laughs> And then, and then, like we get a music sting and thunder, and then we zoom in slowly yeah. on like this cool-looking, partially obscured Metabot, like inside of the back of the truck with all the shit hooked up to him. I'm like that's yeah. good. Oh man, like the I forget if if we see the um if we get the cut in on I, I guess we don't get the cut in until after this scene, mm-hmm. but like uh. Because, like, the cut-ins will use, like, the official uh, – or an official illustration of, like, what the anime version of the this metabot from the game is supposed to look like. And it's supposed to have this big, wicked, like, demon shield, and it doesn't have that at all in the episode, and I'm really disappointed about that. Uh, it is, like – this is well, – this is seriously, like, just <laughs> such an inspired metabot design. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's look at Megafant for the last wicked shield I know you love. Uh, Megafant sucks, but like this is literally like because yeah. you know it's this it's um this well, big oh, like pink and on. white devil, oh, and it's got this oh. giant golden demon shield. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so we see this, and then lightning strikes a tree and it falls down. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, we're getting um, ahead because these guys yeah these guys careen off a cliff and die. <laughs> yeah yeah. This is this is uh, a thing I definitely wanted to talk to you about, Mitch. So um, as we know, the sub tends to just not have dialogue. Mm-hmm. So I assume that the for you the van like nearly gets struck by lightning and hit by a tree, careens off a cliff, lands, explodes, and uh, there's no dialogue. As eventually we get the chilling vision of uh, of this red devil metabot crawling out of the wreckage. Right. All we hear are the subtle thumps of metal on metal as it's trying to break out. Uh, so imagine if instead it it the the in in the dub uh, you have this van crash off of this cliff and you immediately hear TK from Digimon go, "Oh man, I'm stuck up in these trees. Are you okay? No, I'm stuck in these trees too." <laughs> yeah. Just to let you know that no one has died in this accident. Yeah, uh, that that tracks. Um, <laughs> I can see where maybe you didn't get the same horror vibe I did. Because, I mean, just like good, like, demonic horror back in the day. Yeah. Like, we see, like, a little... We see an old man go, oh, this is the devil. And then people die, and then the devil breaks out, like, illuminated by lightning. Like, that's what we're getting. And, like, this thing's got horns. It's got a skull face. It's got geometric wings. It's got spikes. It's got reverse bendy legs. Yeah. Um, and his name it's is got these, his name is Blossom Male. Yeah, it's a good devil name. Uh, um, <laughs> and they also renamed um, Black Ram into uh, Black Male. Yeah, but like, we we had that. Um, yeah, we had that a couple Before, episodes. Yeah, when they, they made that so, change. Yeah, I'm 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 I have no idea why now they're just calling everything male. 
as opposed um, to like I, I, Graham? I want to say that is like a tr- like that is a traditional ending yeah. to like devil and demon names sometimes. So, um, uh, OK, yeah, I guess it was M-A-E-L or something. Yeah. And it just it got yeah. garbled through the Google Translate machine. Yeah, but um, Blossom is the other part of that that I'm I mean, all right. Yeah, it's it's um, fine. It looks like a pretty flower. Well, we're going to look up um, uh, Blossom Male Demon name. Um, well, first we're going to uh, look up the Metabot name so I make sure I'm spelling it right. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I got it. I got his name. Don't worry. Cause how, I, how do you spell it? How do you spell it again? Uh, for the uh, for Blossom Male? Yeah. B-L-O-S-S-O-M-A-I-L. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, it's a female type. All right. Okay. Th- that made this episode even better. All right. Um, It is considered, yeah, the direct upgrade from blackmail. Okay. All right. Whatever. Um, um, I mean, that, I would assume that there is. Uh, there's got to be well, something to it. Yeah. I'm not overly concerned, but. Uh, well, yeah, because I guess it is, uh, it's. Um, it evolves from blackmail to Belzelga to Picot to Blossomail to Grain to Blackmail X. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just sick as hell. Yeah, like, it, I it just is. love this design. He's very cool. He's very scary. He kills things. Um, he's just a good devil, a devil metabot. Uh. Um, but the name in the dub is, is Red, Red Run. Yeah. Which, which I feel like they wanted to name him Red Rum and they wouldn't let them get away with it. So they just went with Red Run instead because then they could do a pun for the episode title. Yeah, but that makes his name Nerder backwards. So we have yeah. Nerder and Dorcas. <laughs> yeah, Nerder and Dorcas. Yeah. Uh, this is what killed the franchise. <laughs> um, we do. We, we cut over to Cam, who is getting all the details from Professor Oak uh, because Professor Oak apparently runs the... Um, uh, the the Kilowatt Corporation lab. Uh, uh, basically, they were trying to make the new best uh, Metabot mm-hmm. in in uh, um, uh, Blossom Ale, and uh, you know it. He was simply too powerful when they turned him on and started to destroy half the lab, and so they had to capture him with a giant freeze cannon. Um, and they were in the process of shifting him, and this accident happened, and now he uh, he really needs Cam because Cam is the the regional district sales manager for um, for Metabot City uh, to so, to find it before anyone finds out because they neither of them want to tell Cam's father. Dun dun dun! I so, guess which is supposed to set yeah. up for a future episode. <laughs> uh, we got a completely different backstory here because again, oh, what did what did Professor Oak say in in your version? <laughs> so Cam is in charge of the company, as far as we can tell so far. Okay, um, he's not he's not in charge of sales. He's just this is his company. Uh, yeah. All right, sure. Um, so he's explaining that this is the first production model, and it's almost ready for market. And I'm like, well, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um. But he goes, during the last trial, a freak electrical accident happened, um, and it was exposed to some weird electromagnetic radiation. I'm like, I mean, okay. okay. He goes, it malfunctioned, and uh, we're not sure what happened. Um, and he starts explaining like how it's tearing through like their production, and like they lost men, and they were finally <laughs> able to stop it at minimal cost. <laughs> and they locked it up to try to figure out how they could stop it, and then it broke f- free during uh, transport. I'm like... Yeah. All right. Yeah. This thing's possessed by the devil. All right. I dig it. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is good. The, uh, you might say, uh, uh, you know, 
it was because it was affected by by electricity that perhaps it's been uh uh you know haunted by some kind of digital devil oh um that that uh as we as we see uh uh blossomail return you we might dub the those sets of episodes some kind of digital devil saga <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's already a digital devil being a, yeah. a robot yeah um but yeah, uh, but yeah, like so Blossomville is just out there wrecking shit, though. Uh, <laughs> Here's the like, thing, like, uh, yeah. So I'm on automatically going. Hold on, hold on. So it's being captured. It's being built and then put through the ringer by these scientists. As far as it knows, it was born and then born into torture. So it broke free. All right. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Yeah. And then we see it, and we got the explanation. Uh, we fear. Uh, so he. Um, Blossom Ale was designed to uh, attack anything it believes it's an enemy, and we fear that it believes everything in its enemy. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah cool, cool, cool. So yeah. we, we see it all in town. All of Christendom, yeah, I agree. Uh- <laughs> so we see it in town, and it's sizing everything up. Yeah. And, like, for the first several, like, up until one bit at the end of the, sh- like, the entire episode, I was like, hey, maybe this devil's not so bad. I mean, that might be just a bias on my end, but like the entire time, I'm like, well, they got a point here. Yeah. Um, he he is a killabot born born only for murder. Can we really, you know, uh, this is the uh, the the Dallas would say that is he he is simply only filling out his own nature, uh, and perhaps the people truly at fault were the ones that uh, uh, pushed him to to live this style of life. Uh, when we when we first see Blossomail, uh, Blossomail standing in the middle of a four-way intersection confusing already yeah yeah oh, just born thrust into the world and all these things are here attacking it okay yeah confusing yeah um this guy in a truck is honking going get out of my way and then pauses for a fraction of a second and goes well if it won't move it is just a toy after all and then guns it to run it over yeah so so of course he cuts the entire truck in half with a laser because fucking blossomel rules <laughs> yeah does not murder the man but completely destroys yeah. the giant metal thing attacking him and I'm like, yeah, that's justified. This man was attempted yeah. murder, attempting murder, and you defended yourself. I mean, you destroyed yeah. property in the way, but that just makes you cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Icky and Metabee happen to stumble on the situation just as it happens, and uh, the de- the delivery driver, as his his tr- truck halves begin to spin away, does say, "Oh no, now I have to make two deliveries." Which that's a that's a pretty good <laughs> that's joke a good for bit, the dub. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but the that's what, uh, kind of the, yeah, yeah. The next thing that comes, kind of comes to a screeching halt in this, um, uh, uh, this, uh, intersection though, is a school bus full of tiny, uh, like kindergarten mm-hmm. age children. Uh, and you know, uh, Blossomale turns his attentions towards it, scanning to try and find a, a worthy enemy. And, uh, you know, Icky and Metabee assume the worst, uh, B goes to jump in front of the, um, uh, of the the school bus, uh, and that's what uh, you know. Blossomail focuses on scans Metabee, determines him not worthy, and just walks up and slaps him across the street into some concrete. Uh. <laughs> yeah, um, scans the school bus first and gets too weak. Uh, then scans Metabee and yeah. also gets too weak. But I'm like, yeah. So the kids weren't in danger because you know. This, this cool. is a Star Trek The Next Generation episode, yeah. is the thing, uh, which I can say now that I am, I have, uh, you know, I've, I've been skipping a lot of episodes just to get through, to get to the ones that I like, but I am yeah. in season seven now, somehow. Okay, that, uh, that is how you are supposed to watch Star Trek. 
Really, any serial um, sci-fi show is, well, I'm just going to skip the bad episodes and watch the good ones. I'm I'm a lifelong Doctor Who fan. I know what it's like yeah. to only watch three episodes a season. I uh, I don't know. When I not to get on a tangent, but I when I watched when I rewatched uh, DS9 to get through the election, I was I think I skipped four or five episodes in that entire show. Uh, but maybe that's just it's because I've got brain worms and yeah, that's just the style of Star Trek that I like. Who knows? Um, uh, but yeah, uh, it it really does. You know, I think that. Uh, this episode like does a good job at kind of like subtly hinting at the fact that like there isn't anything evil about Blossom Ale. He's doing exactly what he's been designed to do. And it, even like the and like the ways in which people like respond to what he's doing as being evil uh, like is interesting. And even if they're like, you know, clearly they were wrong to think that like it was going to harm that school bus full of children. But like the fact that they assume that does tell, tell us things about our heroes. It tells us the, the relationship they have with kilobots and what they assume cam would make. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it is nuanced for once. Uh, and (laughs) if this was, if this was an angel, Metabot, they wouldn't bat an eye at walking down the middle of the street. But no, it, it shows up yeah, with but horns. It, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. An hey, angel, an it. angel Metabot would simply melt the school bus full of children, and everyone would be, oh, they've gone to heaven now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, we, yeah, we, we actually do touch on, uh, yeah, not. We don't dive into like the nature versus nurture of evil and all that stuff, but we like we do subtly brush past it in the dark later on and i'm like if yeah. this is as good as it's gonna get i'd rather th- i'd I rather than just works better that yeah. way i think i feel like the the fact that it is it is explicitly subtext i kind yeah. of actually yeah. like about this episode um between that and then again the subtle horror vibes it, yeah. it it this entire episode reads more to me like hey here's an unstoppable thing it's not so much evil as much as it is destructive and unable to be destroyed itself and that yeah. is what we fear and i'm like <laughs> yeah yeah that's good this is good yeah. thank you um but yeah uh metabi turns into action mode and tries to run over uh blossom ale blossom ale stops him with a single finger and then continues to beat the shit out of metabi okay uh, nine pulls up just in time to save them uh, with her truck uh <laughs> before we get to the deus nine machina like we get animation here <laughs> We, I we, I don't know if I would say that. No, uh, we get we get an actual transformation sequence. It's not a long one. Yeah. It's a very short one. But this is the only transformation sequence we've gotten for the uh, the action mode, the reckless mode, so far this series. Yeah. And oh man, it, it is uh, it is a step up in animation for this reckless mode. I'm I'm not saying it is it, yeah anything yeah. to make a podcast about, but it is a step up. Yeah, yeah, we are, like, I mean, like I said at the start of the episode, we are seeing, like, a little bit more, you know, it isn't just a stock still, like, meta B car shape. They're, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, they're giving a little bit more character. We are getting a little bit of a more transformation sequence. We're gonna, we are going to get some things that are certainly transformation sequences by the end of this episode. Uh, I, uh, you know, we'll get to our opinions on them. I feel like we're... I feel like we're going to be on opposite ends of this one again, yeah, but we'll yeah. see. I, I bet. <laughs> I I am glad that you got them. I know that you've been craving them. I'm glad they're there for you. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but we are, We you know, I, I don't think that this is uh, 
I don't think that this fight specifically is remotely like the no, the thing no, that no, we no. were used to in Metabots, but we are going to get some good fights. We are like we they we get a lot of fights this episode in in classic Metabots fashion mm-hmm. and I think they like I said they're finally understanding that like uh, we don't have to use the same budget for every single fight in this episode. We can pick one fight to use the good animation budget for and then like cut corners on the rest because the, you know, we'll get there. <laughs> when your fights only last three seconds, you can put, yeah. you can put a little effort in there. It's fine. You don't you have to go the yeah. whole ass. You can, you can just ass it a little bit and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back at, at Nye's place, they're fixing up B. Arika and Brash show up to tell them that, uh, you know, Red Run slash Blossom Ale is out here, like, on a murder rampage. Uh, which, again, I, like, uh, th- this This did really annoy me. Like, you know, uh, Arika should already know that they know mm-hmm. from from the reporting. Like, it is, it is like, dumb to think that, she, like, to kind of play it off as, like, irony. Oh, she came to tell them and they already know. Ha, ha, ha. Like, so, yeah. Um. <laughs> so, um, something worse happened uh, when uh, Arika shows up. Uh, like, the bad part of these two episodes. Yeah. Uh, so, Brass calls him Mr. Metabee. I don't like that. So, between this and the weird, like, quasi- romance during like the historical flashbacks like this feels bad yeah like i can't imagine brass calling anyone mister especially Uh, since like metabi is technically older it it, like it also just feels like a a betrayal of like the you know they do they they really feel like they should be peers um they don't they there does not feel like yeah there doesn't feel like there should be difference or like separation between them they were peers Uh, last series and this series, yeah, I, I I complained about it last time. Like I'm glad I'm glad Brass is reading manga now. Like that's cute, but like yeah. I don't like what else they've done with her. Because now every time she's like, anytime she's not actively moving while she's talking, she's just in this like cutesy like little girl pose with like her hand keeping her skirt down and like looking around at everybody. And I'm like, I don't like this. Before she was, yeah. Brass was a strong, intelligent metabot that just happened to look like, you know, a sailor scout or something. And now, like, that's what she is. She's just a little girl sailor uniform. And, like, that's all she is. And, like, that's yeah. worrying. Because <laughs> we, we all it's know. It's not good. We all know metabots isn't great with gender at <laughs> all. Um,. And, like, Brass was, at least, Brass was well-respected, for the most part, in Metabots. And Damashi, she ain't got no respect. That's (laughs) sad. That's really bothersome. I'd rather have Brass have respect and only appear in one out of six episodes, or Brass in every single episode and just this, to a degree. Yeah. Uh, But Mr. Metabi, first of all, Brass shouldn't be calling him Mr. Metabi in a cutesy voice. Second of all, no one should be calling him Mr. Metabi. He does not deserve that level of respect. I don't care if he is the second in line world champion. He's Metabi. He's also still like, I mean, as far as uh, his active time being awake in this modern era is the youngest of of all of our core Metabots. Look, uh... Rakusho Metabi should be calling Brass Onichan is what I'm saying. All right, uh, yeah. Um, Rakusho got Mister Rakusho during his first appearance. <laughs> that was cute. 
Rikusho yeah, can like be makes, Mister. That, yeah. That makes sense. Rikusho is like a ninety-year-old man in a robot body. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it's almost as bad as someone calling him Mister Icky. No, no. <laughs> All right, yeah. We, let's get to the rest of the episode because yeah. I, I think we're gonna go off on another tangent here in just a second. Yeah. Um. The the re- the rest of this scene is kind of weird because it feels like a yeah. a. a weird exposition drop is like Nye talks about how she's heard something about this new design, but then never doesn't say anything about it except stuff that we've already heard on screen about how like, yeah. you know, it's the newest best killabot. The, if it goes on the market, it's going to destroy all other, uh, all their metabots. It's going to destroy the spirit of the metabot corporation. She says, sorry. Uh, and so, then she also reveals that special metabots can transform into demolition mode, yeah. but it sounds like all metabots can transform into demolition. mode. So real quick, um, <laughs> So, first of all, Nye doesn't mention that she heard this secondhand. It's all told through her flashback in the sub. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In the in the dub as well, it definitely yeah. like. Even, I I don't think they specifically like say it, say it, but like the way that it's worded and like phrased is like she knows about this from working at the Metabots Corporation. <laughs> yeah, but she definitely says I heard in in the sub, which she does not say, or I'm in the dub, which she's not saying the sub. And I'm getting a little bit more of like a feel for. Maybe she worked for the death metabots <laughs> and then quit because she aligned more with the metabots or something. I, well, I, I, I mean, don't know, but she's, you know, got, she, she's got a history with Cam. She's got a history with these killabots. She knows this information possibly firsthand. Maybe. Maybe. I, yeah. This this show isn't goofy enough for me to have good, strong feelings about some wacky ideas. So I'm just throwing I, out a, a soft maybe to a backstory thing we got hints for. Yeah, like, I feel like this is another thing that I feel like we would have already gotten by now Mm -hmm. in, like, Metabots Prime is, like, we still haven't found out what Zero's fucking deal is yet. We really don't know what Cam's deal is, despite having so many Cam-focused, like, villain episodes. Yeah. Uh, And, like, you know... um, I, like, I feel like there's well, an easy thing to spin here that, like, Nye, obviously, because of her previous relationship with Dr. Aki, like, it makes sense that if she was going to go into a laboratory job, wouldn't want to go back into the Metabots Corporation, especially a place where probably a lot of people, like, know her from before. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, she's going to go to a different corporation where she can take that experience and have a job and, you know, like, help start this new life that she has. Um, and then I have to pull all that back and say, they literally have not, the, the, the reason that we can say all these things is because they dropped a stock character archetype that has black hair and given us nothing else for yeah. her. <laughs> well, it, ooh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. In Damashi's defense, <laughs> I guess that's where we're at in this podcast now. In Damashi's defense, we didn't know the Rubber Robos deal this close in. We only knew the Rubber Robos deal towards the end of the series when they turned out to be, you know, a cat-led um led criminal organization in order to enslave all mankind i guess i guess that was their deal with a giant blue baby the other other comparable thing is like we only we would get a rubber robo episode like a rubber robo focused episode Mm -hmm. what like every three or four episodes yeah whereas we've been lucky to get um uh with uh we we've been lucky to get one single episode that did not focus directly on Cam and the, yeah. and the Killabots Corporation so far. Uh, like yeah. we are, we are firmly into the territory where the Rubber Robos are revealing their their secret identities to Icky as a part of the the tournament arc yeah. kind of thing. Uh, 
so like i i think that just there's they're they're yeah. being a little too coy with their secrets uh and okay. like really like you know they're the, we got 52 we, episodes <laughs> like yeah well i mean but they're they're treating their they're, they're treating they're making like slice of life episodes that are clearly tied into a plot mm-hmm. and just teasing little things yeah and it's just like i i would rather you either give me slice of life's metabots bullshit or you like tell me why to tell me about whatever eastern european village zero came from that was slaughtered by kilobots already like come on <laughs> yeah um the other the other thing about this conversation I'm not a big fan of is like Naya agrees with Cam on a philosophical level that metabot or that kilobots are better than metabots and if people see kilobots being strong they're gonna want to buy kilobots instead of metabots and like I don't necessarily like that she's like you know we keep seeing all these strong kilobots people aren't going to want to be friends with metabots because they're going to buy kilobots just to fight and then everything's bad and I'm like so you you agree with Cam. On that that part, you just don't like it. Okay, that's kind of messed up, Nye. All right. I I think this is a problem where I think this is what really shows that, like, you know, obviously there are some key, like, the uh, a lot of the key, like, administration, like, directors kind of people and a lot of the animators, cha- like, got brought over. But I think this is what makes it clear that, like, clearly this is being written by different people, that there's a new writer's room and, and probably a new, like, story director and stuff, because they don't understand what Metabots is about. Yeah. Uh, because, like, the the thing that they're trying, the, the conflict that they're trying to set up is that the spirit of Metabots is you have your Metabot that's your best friend, and... You uh, go and you fight other metabots because you uh, with for friendly sportsmanship, uh, and they are uh, cop-brained, ghosts in the shell, uh, uh, adult sci-fi writers who are like, but if you just made the metabots better at fighting, but at the at the like detractment of their personality they'd be really good at fighting which is what you do with metabots but they wouldn't really be your friend anymore and it's like we've like this is not an interesting like this Uh, there are interesting things that you can do with this but the way they're doing it with Dimashi is like so like unsubtle and without any kind of nuance that like like the, the we had all of these plot lines in in original metabots but it was with stuff like well sometimes koji treats simodon kind of bad or victor's an asshole and like you know kind of these debates about whether or not metabots are your friends or not but still there it's, it's about battling yeah, yeah yeah and we we get to Dimashi and it's like you know we hear like you know oh like yeah like when when we get into these situations where like nice like Iki and Metabi, you can't go fight and Iki and Metabi are like but we have to we have to stand up and protect people like that makes sense but it doesn't make sense in the context of Metabi and Icky think that being friends is more important than fighting or that like and like there's just mm-hmm. like it seems like there's this huge disconnect from like all of these different things they're trying to connect to give this like a core kind of like uh conflict that they really don't understand what they're trying to get at they're just like it's a kid's show they've got to fight and we've got to make it seem like there's one kind of fighting that's good and one kind of fighting that's bad and we don't and we're just we're throwing it against a wall like yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I absolutely agree with you on all points there. Um don't look, they could have done it better. I I've got yeah. the feeling that this conflict isn't going to last too much longer. I I, I think yeah. uh, cuz we're we're heading up to 
the first like half of the first season. I I think, or we might have already been. I I don't know. Who cares? Numbers. Uh, we're um, we're pat. We're in the second core now. I'm pretty okay. sure. Um, I I think end of season well, one. This is going to, like we're going to come to a big head, and season two is going to be different. I obviously the killer bots yeah. will still be around, but I don't think I don't think trying to debate what is a good fight and what is a bad fight is going to be the core ideal of every single episode then i think we're gonna have another maybe that's when cam's dad shows up and he's like actually cam learns metabots can be friends cam's dad is actually somehow worse than a a guy who wants to enslave all of humanity i i get somehow by also enslaving metabots like somehow he's going to be worse than that like maybe he's the same thing but he's got a mustache you know who knows yeah um, so I know we talked about this a lot, uh, in, in the first couple of seasons, uh, but I'm, a, I'm again looking at the list of episodes, mm-hmm. knowing that none of these are shuffled because, uh, Disney XD or whatever, whatever thing this aired on instead of Fox was like, we're not, we're not shuffling the, the, the episodes that is ludicrous. Why would you ever do that? Um, so, uh, you know, a, a, a typical core, a typical core is like yeah. 12 episodes, and you're in a usual season will be will be 26. And if you do a full year season, that's 52. And looking at the way that um, kind of some two parters are spaced through here and looking at some some episode titles, it feels like, you know, whereas with uh, uh, Metabots, it definitely seemed like they they tried to hit uh, those those 12 episode arcs. Mm-hmm. For like, you know, this is a good clean, you know, maybe maybe we'll have the week off for a holiday because they want to show a movie on the channel or like whatever kind of thing. And instead we got Dark Alliance, which is very clearly like that. That's that's a that's an end core two parter. But that come that came at eight and nine. So like technically um, uh, our our episode, our first episode next week. Uh, will will be like the end of the first core, which is uh, it definitely looks like Metabee's out of body experience and the bee rescues the honey are going to be some maybe not super plot related episodes. Um, but then skipping ahead to like twenty five and twenty six for like the another like kind of like this would be a clear number of episodes where a season would end. We get I Killabot and thanks for the memories. I think. I think we're probably going to get a turn there. Uh, and then there's another two-parter a couple episodes before that. So, like, but then, like, Thanks for the Memories is immediately followed up by How Spike Got His Style Back. So, like, that, there's no <laughs> way in hell that's a plot-relevant episode. So. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe it turns out the screws become the big bads. And Spike leads we'll, the screws we'll now. We'll have to see. Uh, oh, wow. There's only 39 episodes yeah. in this. Yeah. I, I can, thought it was 50. Oh, yeah. this whole time I've been like, God, we have to get through 52 episodes of this fucking show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're a quarter of the way done, baby. We are. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I don't like. Um, yeah. I know we've gotten massively derailed at this point, but it's uh, just like. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I, the I show do, is do, about yeah. talking about metabots. You can't be derailed if yeah. we talk about metabots. This is That's content. True. I'm not talking about Star Trek right now. Uh <laughs> Um, but yeah, definitely, like, especially the fact that they include this specific name drop for Cam's dad and the fact that I'm pretty sure Cam and whatever, like, um, eye patch Black Beetle Metabot that they, they show him with in the, um, uh, in the OP is, like, part of, like, that, that six-person, like, lineup that we get, that I'm pretty sure he's, you know, he, he might be the real Sasuke of the show is the thing. Uh, no. which God, if they can make Cam cool and an asshole to Icky and a good guy, 
I might I might have to eat my own shoe. I won't. <laughs> if they try to make him cool and like an interesting character, he's always going to be the dopey Charlie Brown kid whose face moves around his head without turning his head. Oh yeah, like, like that's uh, always going to be my problem with him. Um, also, well, that's why they need to get they need to get him a mask. Uh, they need to get him a, a fucking Phantom Thief retort mask so we never have to look at his face again. <laughs> yeah, look. We know Metabots can do a show with a character who doesn't move their face at, at all. Like, yeah, they did multiple characters. They did the Phantom Thief Retort? They did the uh, Space Metafighter X and Space Metafighter X and Space Metafighter X and Space Metafighter X? Like all last series. So we know people yeah. can be good and also not move their face. It just Cam isn't. Yeah. Um, uh, I really, the episode. I really got to get you. Uh, <laughs> I really have to get you to listen to the the subs version of Cam's voice. Especially this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, so get it back to this episode. Um, yeah. It is not uh, destructive Ginkai mode. Ginkai and Cam sorry, have watched the news. I'm sorry. Yeah, hold no, on. Go for it. It is not destructive mode. It's graffiti <laughs> okay, mode. What is it? Graffiti mode? Graffiti mode. And I'm... Graffiti mode. Because it's reckless mode and graffiti mode. Yeah, that's right. Metabots is punk now. <laughs> I don't know I why just, it's graffiti. Like, I, okay. Like, like action mode and reckless mode. Like I, I get reckless mode for action mode because it's like, oh, this is the mode where you go fast. I do not understand graffiti mode. That (laughs) makes no sense in my mind. Uh, I got no idea because I hear graffiti mode and I'm like, oh yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. That sounds dope. Is he going to get wheel feet and now this is a jet set radio? Like I'm, yeah. All right. I'm down. Uh, That's not what we end up getting, but yeah. Um, I can't be mad at the name well, graffiti mode. Yeah, we'll get to demolition mode later. Uh, I have choice words about demolition mode. Um, so yeah, Genkai and Cam were watching the news and discovered where Blossom Ale is, and so now after this scene, we cut to them facing off against uh, Blossom Ale uh, with Unitrix and Exor, and it is it is a squash match to end all squash matches. Uh, Blossom Ale decimates them. Um, Cam just decides that he's going to leave to do more research on this cool and powerful metabot that his company built that he thinks is very cool and just tells XOR to leave with him. And so, like, you know, Flossmail's like, oh, he's leaving? All right, fine. Oh, Unitrix still wants to fight? Okay, cool. Uh, and this is when we get our first look at demolition slash graffiti mode um, where he uh, – because I guess – I, I guess just all like metabot plus metabots can if you can transform then that means you have action mode and demolition mode as I think the thing that we have to walk away from this uh, well, there really is nothing special about meta B uh, when meta B activates his later he does have to he, transfer oh, he does have new parts you're yeah. right yeah um I I think the the wording in the dub that you uh, that special metabots can is probably just misleading. Because I was expecting this is where, like, the rainbow, like, color effect yeah. shot that we see in the OP happens all the time. And it's not that. I think it's just – I think they just need extra parts. Uh, yeah. Um, the thing that I really don't like about this is even though uh, Unitrix does turn into a really cool kitty, uh, is that um, – one, like they always have something weird happen to their face and the the Unitrix yeah. like face helmet cat face is really dumb looking. And then the other thing I don't like about this is that um uh all of these transformations they do involve some like rudimentary mechanical shifting around that we that we do get to see. Yeah. But it also involves a lot of just beaming new parts onto them, which I think is just really lazy and bad looking and defeats the purpose of like a transformation mode. <laughs> hey, hey, you're free sh- again, I'm a Transformers fan. I'm a Transformers 
toy fan originally. Like, <laughs> yeah. I understand, hey, parts forming, like, all this other stuff. No, I don't like it. I I like kibble. I, I like when transformation parts are just dangling off for no reason. Like, um, that's yeah. Blossom Ale has, like, extra feety parts and extra, like, claws just bent up on its back. I like that. Yeah. I like that you can see, like, the wheels on Meta, Meta Beast's feet. Yeah. Um, although, I do like Ultimate Kitty Moid. Uh, this is Zoids mode. <laughs> like, you got your Zoids. Um, I think the face is really dumb. I think the face right. is weird and round and dumb. Like, there's a weird thing that happens to Metabee's face, too, yeah. but at least, like, I yeah. get that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, um, like, it's it's between that and random objects just beaming onto them yeah. that I don't like. <laughs> I don't like that either. But yeah. this fight uh, with Unitrix and Exciser and um, Blossom Male, that's what I noticed, that the spikes on Unitrix's head are a ponytail? Yeah, no, it's great. Okay. And I'm like, uh, okay, no, no, I'm I'm absolutely, like, Unitrix just jumped way up in my list of, like, Metabots. Like, it was already, you know, yeah, it was already, like, on the good side as a way better I, yeah. redo of um, War Bandit. But, like, now yeah, I'm I like... Mean, basically, it's just War Bandit. They added, like, four wheels onto him, and then they just tied his weird bonnet up into a ponytail. It's great. I love it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's very good. Um... Like I'm actually, re- I'm really liking a lot of these designs. I, I like the kitty mode. I think it's good. Blossom male, <laughs> kicking ass, and then like get shot point blank by um by Unitrix goes flying into a bunch of like cars and then stands up with the car over its head as ominous music plays and Genkai screams about not wanting to be killed. Yeah, <laughs> this is good. I'm I'm a big fan. And then we see Keith yeah. Turtle hiding. Yeah, because Keith Turtle and Sloane are happen to be in the junkyard while this is happening. Realize what's going on and, like, you know, uh, uh, fucking Unitrix gets the shit beaten out of him. Uh, mm-hmm. And so uh, Genkai, being not that bad of a person, like, really, the more we see Genkai, the more I actually like yeah. Genkai. Genkai's great. Uh, you know, grabs him and tries to run away. And so uh, Sloane's like, I got to go tell the boss about this. You follow them. We'll meet back up later. Which is, like, you know, finally some believable screw shit is going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, this is when we cut back to uh, uh, Nye's place where Metabee has gotten some new parts. Um, it mostly just, it appears to be like two big black fins that come off of his shoulders. But uh, he's he can do demolition mode now, and it sucks. He just well. <laughs> gets like a red, like the red, like, T from his chest comes up over his, to be like a face mask. And he bends down a little bit, and a cannon forms. It's like I'm not I'm not opposed to the idea of like demolition graffiti mode. Be meta B turns into a giant cannon, but there's just something like, especially like the fact that like oh, two little side cannons just magically appear at his shoulders and stuff. Like uh, those I don't are know, his hands. Like those are parts of his hands. Yeah, but they but they like yeah. beam jump. They don't. Yeah. They don't move. No, they just tell. I agree. Uh, <laughs> um, there, there is again. There is like he gets a whole new backpack that that just magically yeah. appears. Um, so my problems with it. So the gun on top. I I posted a picture in Discord. So the yeah. gun. The guns on top of his head move onto his back. Um, his head moves down, like facing the ground, and you don't see the face mask. So his face mask pops onto his head. And then hides underneath another piece of yellow metal. So he yes. doesn't need a face mask. Um, what I do like, so he turns into a beetle cannon, which is neat. Like they carry the stag beetle motif um, through the um, 
like the gun barrel. Um, it's got six legs. It's got little wingies on the back. It's a beetle and a and a gun. It, yeah, I, it makes more sense for me for Metabee to be a rail gun, beetle gun, cannon gun than a car. And I like yeah. car Metabee. I mean, that's cute, yeah. at least. But like, this makes a lot of sense design wise. It makes sense. Um, I don't like the little tripody feet that. Yeah, beam in front of him, and then he just falls on him, and then they click into place. That is very bad. Uh, you telling me they can't just make that pop out of nowhere and just go? Oh, you know, they're folded into his arm sockets or whatever. Weird. Like, yeah, yeah, the beaming in like, parts cons- I don't cons- like, but yeah. like the designs on all of these do look pretty good. I I, I like them better I, than I the reckless disagree. mode for sure. Reckless mode, yeah, they lean I, forward, their wheels flip out, and they're like, eh, I, I'm a car now. That I will take. I will take you finally agreeing with me on that. Uh, no, they, they look bad. Like, I like the concept yeah. of Meta B and Unitrates yeah. and everything turning into cars. I think the yeah. execution, poor. This, I think the concept is fine, and the execution is better, minus the parts teleportation I, but like I, I think the i think the concept is really really good i i agree that like you know metabee's a shooting b a shoot a shooting b metabee's a shooting metabot mm-hmm. him turning into a cannon is a cool idea yeah i still i still think that this actual design is fucking garbage well and <laughs> uh like i i feel like for something that is going to be largely stationary when we see it they could have done something that looked a little bit better and but it's i don't know it's uh when we see dorcas's uh graffiti (laughs) mode later that is what really sells it for me is like wow we're gonna see some really fucking awful awful demolition modes in this show (laughs) yeah the the dorcas um so the dorcas graffiti mode well i I guess we'll get to it a little bit later but like you gotta understand this was made to sell toys (laughs) that's a toy it's a toy they didn't have to do a whole lot of work for um i here's the thing I I feel like that is a uh well when I look at that design that does not look like an easy toy to make. It also doesn't look like an easy toy to make that will transform from another toy. Uh okay. This I think this looks both this is an ugly design. I think it's a bad design and I don't think it's a good design for a toy. <laughs> okay. So about the rocks one, which oh you know, we're just going to spoil it. He turns into a rectangle that floats so it doesn't have to yeah. move. Again, flies in the stupidest way possible. I started as a Transformer fan, as a toy fan. I kept up with the toys. At least I look at them. I don't spend the money on them anymore because it's money. But uh, do you know how many Transformers anymore just turn into rectangles that float now? Almost all of them. Because now, like, all the ones that turn into, like, real-world guns... They're not allowed to turn into guns anymore. Like Soundwave, a lot of times he's not allowed to turn into a cassette player anymore because kids don't know what those are. So all the new toys they market to like the new kids and the new lines, they just turn it into a random spaceship mode, which is them just crumpling into like a weird rectangle with like some like added parts. Like, oh, it's a spaceship. And then you turn that into what you actually want it to look like as an adult collector. But like, yeah, it's real world application is like, oh, it's a, fucked up rectangle <laughs> and i yeah and that's and I feel just like kind of what part it looks of like. this is yeah like I, I feel like a big part of that is the michael bay movies made uh transformers that were that that theoretically had zero waste on parts but were impossible to make as toys and the idw comics like moved away from the idea that they had to represent like real world vehicles in a in a way that made sense 
in the IDW comics. Uh, but then you're kind of left with, we don't really have a popular children's television show for Transformers right now. So it's kind of like, what the fuck are you going to do with the toys for them? They've like, you're it's, they're just in an impossible space until they have another smash hit like kids, like Transformers cartoon. Yeah. There's never been um, a smash hit. I mean, there's been at least one Transformers cartoon on the air since like 1986. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe not always here in America, but like, it's always been, yeah. Still pretty popular. Uh, this, uh, um, this is a Metabots podcast. This is, this is, yeah, this is not Sound Dot Wave. That podcast ended a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> he turns into a beetle oh, gun, man. and when he talks, the little barrel bounces up and down with his words. That That's is true, cute. Yeah. He's yeah. he's a little uh, the, he's a little knockoff uh, Tachikoma. That's yeah. what he is. The problem is, is that his transformation takes seven and a half seconds, yeah. which is too slow. Nye's like, you were going to get murdered in the fucking street. Uh, Blossomvale does, does not live by magical girl rules where you get to do your transformation sequence. Yeah. He will murder you before you can. <laughs> and, and fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Also, why does it take seven seconds? If he can teleport parts in and like half a second and he's just falling over and switching his arms around. Why does it take seven seconds? <laughs> well, he, he th- this is this was his first try. It's well, a lot he's got to learn in, how to speed it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's kind of like when um oh man uh you know when you when you when you're like you know doing like a hobby project or something and you're being really careful at first because you don't know how to slot things in all all correctly yet or it's the first time that you know you're trying to like. You know, you're going to flip a burger, and it's the first time you flipped a burger on this round of grilling or whatever, and it's like, oh, I got to make sure I don't break the meat. But by the time you get to that, like, eighth or ninth or tenth burger, it's like, oh, nope, flipping it, no problem. It's going in there. I'm not even looking at the grill at this point. You're uh, not just automatically graded everything first try? <laughs> wow. I'm learning yeah. a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mitch, I am frequently, uh, I, I you know... Um, because I actively develop my skills and because I'm not constantly doing them, sometimes a skill that I am actually really good at, when I first try to do it again, not great at it. And it takes a couple of tries to get to my full skill level. Uh, and I simply keep doing it to help develop that skill. I, I To each their own. I just make sure I'm good the first time around and then I don't have to worry about not being uh, good so so if, <laughs> if you tried to transform into graffiti mode and it took you seven and a half seconds you would simply never go into graffiti mode ever again is what you're saying i simply wouldn't have it take seven and a half seconds <laughs> look okay i'm sorry colin this is my first podcast and we're knocking it out of the park like i'm just great at everything first time i'm sorry oh really really we're not done with the first episode and we're an hour into recording <laughs> yeah but it's been a good hour it has been. It's been a much better first hour than last okay. time's first hour. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Uh, um, so, uh, Zero, or we, we cut over to Zero overhearing the screws talking about Blossom Ale and, and going to, uh, uh, like, corner him. Um, we then cut over to, uh, uh, you know, Cam in his, in his little office saying sorry, uh, because uh, Blossom Ale's simply too cool and too powerful and too good at murder Yeah, as he talks to Genkai in the phone because Genkai is like, hiding out in a fucking telephone booth uh, as uh Blossomvale, like crashes through the window and grabs a uh, uh, fucking unitrix to try and destroy him because he simply will not stop this is <laughs> a cool ass scene yeah and, and again this is where like a lot of the horror comes through 
So Cam is frantically, or not Cam, Genkai is frantically calling on a, the phone, trapped in a phone booth. He's like, I need yeah. help. We're going to get murdered. I, a human yeah. being, am also going to get murdered. And then a hand reaches out of nowhere to grab Unitrix, breaks the gra- the glass without caring, grabs it by the head, and yanks it through the glass. Like, yeah, that's rad as hell. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, we do, uh, uh, I know that this is an animated show, so it's not, it doesn't have sets, but I do appreciate that we return to the bowling alley yeah. again. Uh, like it does, like, uh, I hate sets. to say it, but some of the, some of the best characterization and continuity in the show is centered on Genkai. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Genkai's yeah. a great character. Because like, you know, yeah, Genkai escapes into, into his hangout of the abandoned bowling alley, uh, and general, uh, you know, sports complex that i guess that this is uh with uh unitrix and uh manages to trap uh blossom ale in an asahi beer vending machine uh <laughs> yeah uh this scene is cool again like yeah it blossom ale, one throw tosses um it's standing there just wailing on a, a mostly non-responsive um unitrix and then throws it into this machine Dents the machine, uh, kills um, uh, Unitrix, and then yeah. goes to charge like, to keep fucking, yeah. keep attacking the dead body. Like yeah, that's terrifying. And yeah, <laughs> throws open the door. Indiana Jones, uh, like with the fridge, shuts it, runs off, and then we hear just pounding, and then like the back of the thing dents. Like this is an unstoppable murder machine that even death won't stop. Like. I'm a big fan. I'm yeah. I really enjoyed this episode. <laughs> and we get a cute scenes next time. Like we stroll back up in nice garage. Medibi's down to yeah. four seconds. Genkai's there yeah. begging, he... begging for help. Yeah. And like the, you know, we get this good, good moment from uh, Icky and Medibi who are like, yeah, you know, we know he's like tricked us and, and treated us like an enemy this whole time. But it like, it really takes a lot to like swallow your pride and come here and like, Beg to have your friend who doesn't even have a personality because he's a kilobot uh, fixed because you care about him that much. Like, uh, I I can't wait for us to get to the inevitable plot point where they figure out how to give the kilobots like real personalities because yeah. like I want to see Genkai and his and his his pet cat hang out. I really I need it. Uh, yeah, look, last season we had a shitty character we loved that had a pet cat. And since that shitty character we love is now just the joke character, we need a new shitty character with a pet cat. Yeah. Like, Genkai's just the new screws, and that's fine. Yeah. It does suck for the old screws because they aren't getting the respect yeah. that they clearly deserve. But, like, Gen- Gen- yeah. you know, Genkai's... I, I, I like Genkai. Yeah. I can't believe I like Genkai, but I really like Genkai. Genkai's the new screws. The screws are the new rubber robos. Like, it's okay. I'm fine. I, I'm I'm accepting yeah. where we are in life right now. People change, Colin. Yeah, um, I don't. Anyways, but other people do. Uh, other people do. Uh, for example, Blossom Ale has determined the screws are unworthy in capital letter letters. Uh, as in uh, the the gang's getting ready to run in, Zero's kind of like stalked up behind them, uh, and it's just kind of like watching the screws get their shit kicked in <laughs> inside of this bowling alley. Hey, Zero consistently sucks in every regard. Yeah. He, yeah, because he only steps in once uh, Icky and Metabi and Arika and Brass show up, and they 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 get in there just in time to see the screws destroyed, and they found find that find out that you know Blossomail has left for the second floor, which doesn't make sense because like fucking he was like ready to 
absolutely fucking murder uh, Unitrix. I don't understand why he didn't do the same thing to the screws, but oh well. Um, but they confront him in the upstairs dark, dark pool room where which there's is, nothing but infinite pool tables, which is like, this is good. This is a good location. Like, I like yeah, this. <laughs> yeah. Like, an abandoned billiard room, like in a yeah. dilapidated building is a, I haven't seen this setting before. Yeah. This is rad. Um, I mean, like it's, we, we have a place like this, like pretty close to my house where it's like, you know, um, one of those big bowling alley arcade multiplex kind of things and like yeah like they've got a a big whole like ground floor area that's got like uh, a small like i think like three or six hole mini golf course and like you know a shit ton of bowling lanes and then upstairs is like nothing but uh like a, a whole second floor of like pool tables and a couple of darts lanes and like that kind of stuff so like you know I am I am casually familiar with this space, and I'm sure if all the lights were off and a deadly demon robot was inside of it, it would be very spooky. <laughs> it's probably spooky already, to be honest with you. Um, and this is where I start slow. Well, I start turning on um, on uh, Blossom Ale because as they're walking through this abandoned billiard room, out of nowhere, it just drop kicks brass and like starts wailing on her. I'm like, okay, hold on. Hold on. I I'm fine yeah. with I was fine with your motivations for everything else. Uh it was mostly self defense and then a, attacking and targeting, you know, the big bullies. Okay, yeah, fine, sure. Brass never has and never will do anything wrong. I stop myself. I'm like, well, Brass is clearly the strongest person in the room, and therefore yeah. a threat. But also, Brass has never done anything wrong. Yeah. Uh, well, this is I. Uh, th- this is a problem that we're going to see in the next episode too. Is we're clearly being set up of you know we're like trio teams are a thing that that are yeah. a part of Metabots. They have been for a long time, and so clearly we're going to get like you know uh, fucking Blossomail is a big heavy hitter. We're going to need a team up to take him down, uh, and so obviously it's going to be a three person. It's going to be a three on one match, and just brass is immediately taken out of the picture mm-hmm. and then next episode we have a we have a th- we're basically set up for what we think is going to be a three-on-three match and no brass is just treated as useless and not even going to do anything and i feel like you know this is just awful and bad and i don't like it uh brass <laughs> took down fan. all the rubber robos and they're flying like ufo bat monsters yeah with like two like the, punches. the thing that we have established <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, uh, the thing that we kind of, like, have established is, like, Brass is also a really good shooting metabot, but unlike the kind of, like, spray and pray or, like, big kind of area effect stuff that B does, like, she's a really good sniper. She's a really good, like, like one-hit KO kind of thing. And it's, like, it sucks to see her just be, like, oh, she's the girl we can beat up because she's a robot. Uh, yeah. Don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is, you know, B tries to go into demolition mode, but can't change fast <laughs> enough, uh, which then has Dorcas go into demolition mode, which allows him to hover. And Dor- De- demolition mode Dorcas is just the stupidest, ugliest looking thing I've seen. It's just a big, it's just bad. It's yeah. really bad. So uh, I, but I, this, I posted another picture in the Discord, which doesn't make yeah. it look better, but it does make it look different. Um, <laughs> we see more of the bug shape, um, like the, the little staghorns pop down to like mandibles almost but yeah. like in the show like the face is also gone and it is it's a rectangle with like legs poking out and it, it yeah it does not look good um yeah it's just it looks like a big like 
a a big kind of like blimp with some shit added on to it. Yeah, like, uh, again, it, it is very reminiscent to like a, a lot of the Transformers I've been seeing lately that are like, well, we can't do what we wanted to do, so we're just going to throw it out here so we can have a cool robot. Um, Icky's yeah. like, it can fly, and Zero's like, oh yeah, anti gravity generator. I'm like, that doesn't that, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it has an like, anti-gravity generator, but like, is it a tank? Is it a gun? Like, what is it? Uh, look, it's because uh, we know that Arc Beetle is. Uh, it's a shame. From spoilers of me looking at pictures yeah. of Arc Beetle, we know that Arc Beetle's uh, demolition graffiti mode is Arc Beetle Burst or whatever. Um, that is also like it turns into a flying thing. So yeah. I think this is just like I, I feel like the as far as the archetypes of transformations that we're gonna see right now, we can we can depend on Kitty Cat Cannon Flying Blimp. Uh- <laughs> well, okay, so uh, Arc Beetle turns into um, uh, Flying Triangle. Uh, yeah. Dorcas turns into flying rectangle. Yeah. So what we're gonna need is a flying circle to to top it off. I mean, we'll see. Oh well, we we but that's that's the baby. That's the baby Metabot. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe we'll get a new one. We don't know. Um, yeah. I so now they're flying around and they're they're looking for um they're looking for Blossom Ale and uh Zero's looking on his little uh watch and sees uh. GPS coordinates for Blossom Mail, which seems pretty useful since the last couple fights we've had have been people hiding. Yeah. But what I like about it, the reason I really care and I bring it up is because it says correlation on the top of it. And I really just like the name correlation for like GPS tracking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also important, uh, when when Dorcas changes in demolition mode, this is finally when uh, Blossom Mail recognizes something as a worthy opponent, too. Um but uh, yeah, they're just kind of like they're darting around here, and like Blossomville pretty much immediately shoots Dorcas down. Um, but that makes Zero realize what uh, the like you know uh, uh, Blossomville's weakness is going to be. Has Dorcas change back into robot mode and grab uh, them from behind so that uh, B can switch into demolition mode and shoot him with a big cannon and vaporize the floor and this kill, is, uh, you this, know, fucking Dorcas and do no damage to Blossomville. Yeah. But this is how Goku dies. If you remember. Yeah, no, I literally have dead, do- de- dead Goku dot wave written as in the notes right here. Like this is yeah. just the, this is just the Raditz fight. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is, and, uh, so Metabee's attack, uh, is the special beam cannon. Like yeah, but uh, do you know what it's called? Metabee's attack? No, I heard I, in the dub. I think it literally was just called the special beam cannon. <laughs> the Meta Splayer. Okay. M e d a, not M e t a, and that is that yeah. is a crucial difference in Metabots that I get wrong almost every time. <laughs> Everybody does. I think I'm the only person that gets it right every time. <laughs> yeah, I, I I mentioned it on Twitter, but like. Every time I write my my notes, I get Meta B and Meta Bots. Meta Bots I usually get right, but Meta B I I always spell with a D. Yeah, why not? Um, but the fucked up thing is going earlier when I said it was like messed up that Nye supports like agrees with Cam's philosophy that like the stronger robots will dominate like what people buy, and that that feels gross yeah. to me. Nye shows up weird weird but now he shows up and goes you have to kill them both i'll fix rocks for free if i need to and i'm like that feels weird nigh this feels weird yeah um 
I, I feel like it's uh, the, uh, the the acknowledgement that, like, you know, this is the greater evil. Like, he's willing to make the sacrifice, and it's a sacrifice that is going to wreck his parts and not actually kill his, like, destroy his metal. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, even though demolition graffiti mode is certainly more powerful than any way that a metabot could be, it isn't as destructive as a kilobot is or something. Like, this is just, yeah. I mean, this is really pointing at the thing that I was talking about earlier where, like, the writers have an idea and they have not done the work to make yeah. it actually make sense in the Absolutely. show. They, and- they, they, they want to get to a certain thing where like the metabots are weaker than the kilobots, but they're fighting and they're, and they're, te- and they end up being stronger because they have more attachments and like that kind of thing. But like, other- it's just, they didn't, they're not doing enough to get us yeah. there without it just being like, we turned meta B into a big gun, but it's not so big a gun that it's a big gun as a kilobot would have. <laughs> so my big problem with uh metabot Stamashi is we're focusing on how kilobots are bad. They aren't, there's nothing wrong with a kilobot. I mean, it doesn't have a personality like, and that is sad. A lot of metabots also don't have a personality we have to remember. Yeah. It, but like, what's wrong with the kilobot isn't who they are. It's how they fight. And like, we, we keep losing like the sight of that. Like, yeah. Especially like we get into it next episode a little bit too, but like we lose the sight of, um, it's, it's the fact that they are fighting wrong. They're playing the game wrong. Um, rather than they're just built different. Cause this comes across a lot as, Hey, we have a monopoly over this uh, type of toy and here comes a competitor and they don't do it right. And like, that's coming across here and there as like, well, they don't fight like we metabites, fight, uh, we metabots fight. So like, therefore they're bad. It, yeah. No, they're bad because like they murder. Murder is bad, but like you don't focus on the murder yeah. anymore. Murder is not that big of a deal yeah. in metabots land right we, now. We, we, we had, we had one episode where the kilowatts were actually destroying metals and that's gone. That's in the yeah. past now. It's not happening anymore. Uh, yeah. Right now it's more just like, yeah, they transfer parts in, in the middle of a fight. Well, you're doing that now too with graffiti mode. Yeah. Like so it, so what are the rules that you like? It, it's just because yeah. they're made by a different company now and that just seems kind of shitty. Again, and Metabots- it, it really it really speaks to how bored I am with these with the Damashi episodes because it's like every single conflict comes down to oh no, the kilobots are fighting harder than you are. Whereas like fucking we had episodes about rescuing penguins from a zoo in in metabots we had various crime heists like the the conflicts were so varied and like unique to each episode and every single fucking damashi episode except for the one where he has where icky has to deliver a fucking briefcase yeah. to his dad are about the uh, oh there's a kilobot and it's mean and it's fighting very hard and only icky can beat it and this is the episode yeah uh <laughs> A lot of this just boils down to, hey, Ginko is a shit and doesn't play fair. And and that like that's what most of this series really is about, is Genkai is a is a lonely only child that is neglected by his parents, so this is the only way he can get attention is by beating other kids. He's a bully. He's a he's a competitive player. You know, if you think that he's abusing the system, you're a scrub. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if Cam wants to, if Cam is willing to give him the $45 DLC character uh, to beat everybody with the final boss from the game, well, then maybe you should get good. 
Learn to learn to cancel. Learn how, learn how to do a counter throw. Like yeah, he's just using steroids <laughs> to be better. Like why can't you get on yeah. board with that? It would just it would be great if there was like any other yeah. plot going. No, I like, I agree. If you if we still have to keep Cam as like the main villain of every episode, like have an episode where like Cam is trying to like I don't know get a monopoly on like Seven Eleven like screwdrivers or something because he's trying to switch to a different screwdriver that only the kilobots sell, and somehow that ends up in a meta fight or something. Yeah. But instead, we just it's the same thing as just like. You know, uh, fucking Cam looks at all Metabots row battles as being free, free advertising. And every episode is about how he is, you know, has made a bigger and stronger and cheatier Metabot to throw against Icky for some reason. Like, yeah, let's we should fit it. We should finish this episode real quick. Uh, uh, Icky has Metavi change into action mode uh, and charge down there uh, has him run into uh blossom ale and uh s- like spin out flinging blossom ale into the most hazardous most powerful obstacle of all time a set of bowling pins which clearly <laughs> destroys blossom ale until it's, seconds it's, later it punches its way up from underneath the bowling lane none of this makes sense it's still um, good though it, it this is still yeah. good i am so glad it, the yeah. bad guy hangout is a bowling alley like this is fucking great yeah, it's th- this would have been like the like, like this is such a cool way to end a fight. And the problem is, is the way they've built the stakes up into this now, it's not believable as a way to actually damage this fucking metabot. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you flung him into uh, 12 bowling pins and he was so strong that he crawled through the concrete underneath the bowling alley instead of just walking out from it and then burst up through the concrete in the wood. And uh, yeah, and like with the, the way that they defeat him is it just turns out Cam shows up, counts down, and it just turns out that like he was in test mode so he was going to turn off it after 24 hours no matter what now Uh, real quick (laughs) we we are moving past things because we're about an hour and a half in and yeah (laughs) this is a 20 minute episode we don't need to be (laughs) an hour and a half in we've been on an hour's worth of tangent essentially but he bursts to the ground and that's when uh boss mail says the only three words it's ever said which is take down meta b yeah, and that is terrifying. And to to highlight how horrifying this entire thing is, so it bursts from the ground, crawls up, says, "Take down Metaphy," and after it says it, its face opens up, and all you see is a dark shadow oh, with yeah. red eyes. And, the, yeah, and then and it it's transforms. Like, it's, it's like ball hands open up and claws shoot out, and like the claws that are like that. I guess you th- like we thought were just kind of like decoration on the shins, like fold out to be foot claws. Yeah. Like it's like yeah, like you know, it's this good. Is, uh, it, this design rules actually. <laughs> and it's it starts marching towards Metabi, and then yeah. So the idea that it's in a test mode, um, yeah, like calls back earlier. It wasn't evil. Its programming was to yeah. test its fighting prowess against something strong, and it had to find something strong. Like, yeah, that's a that's a good core concept. Like, this is and, good. It wasn't a bad metabot. It wasn't evil. Yeah. It it was built to fight something strong. It was looking for something strong, and they just couldn't turn it off because of like 
something fritzed out. That's fine. Like this and, is and neat like to- conceptually, this is a really good way to make a really terrifying villain to have to fi- face later. Like yeah. you know, oh yeah, he the, the only reason anybody survived is just like he was only going to be active for twenty four hours, and we found that out at the end is like a twist, and like that's that's a good thing to set up for. Okay, yeah, we're gonna fight this motherfucker again. And yeah. hopefully win that time. Uh, hey, and Nigo's, also we get the yeah. this is like if they ever complete this killabot and it ends up following Cam's orders, that's going to be a truly terrifying enemy. I don't know if we can win. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's where the stakes are. Yeah, <laughs> it's so and good. Like, Cam is so happy with this experiment. He's like, oh, this is what a good, powerful, deadly metabot I have. And I I forgot who says it, but somebody says, you're so cruel. And he says, thanks very much in response. That's good. <laughs> Which is like, that's that's the Cam that I want out of the show. Yeah. Like, for like, uh, th- this like ending scene, we get like actually good, like fun characterization of Cam. We get like this really shaky, like bit of like Genkai, like like following him out and being like mm-hmm. clearly is like very like distraught over like this whole thing like his friend almost died in this and like da 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 and everyone's like sad and we get this ominous like storm like rolling over town and stuff that just like like for for like a like this is what I keep saying is like there are moments of these episodes that really pop for me and then the rest of the episodes are like a fucking drag but like you know the end of this episode's really fucking good I just wish it was in a better episode of Metabots I- I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what part dragged. This was, I'm not saying it was, you know, high octane the whole time, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't see a low point in this episode. Personally, I, this is definitely I, the best episode of Damashi so far. And I, I didn't find a low point. The worst part of the whole episode was Blossom Ale beating up a defenseless brass. Well, no, the worst part of the episode was brass calling him Mr. Metabi. But other than that, this was like pretty solid the entire time. I think I think a lot of the the um the the nigh focus scenes weren't really doing anything. That's a lot fair. a lot of them just continually go over information that we already have. I think and I think demolition mode just was fumbled really badly. I think everything about demolition mode in this episode just does not it, it seemed like it it seemed like they we need to check this box off to get this like yeah. this this concept That's introduced fair. and just like uh they you they had too many metabots use demolition mode and demolition mode did literally nothing to win any of these fights it um it <laughs> yeah. basically they introduced it as like oh god we we all, the only thing we can do is implement this new transformation mode and it literally like doesn't even like the most that it does is hurt themselves. Uh, yeah, that is fair. like it just doesn't do anything. Yeah, which I mean, if intentional, does say a lot about the idea of destructive mode. Where yes, it's destructive, but mostly against you, because using raw power <laughs> as opposed to ingenuity is how you hurt yourself. I don't. Yeah, believe that was the subtext they were trying to get across, but it is what they did. Um, yeah, it's just. Um, I, I think it's just like, uh, they, they had a really good idea for this episode and fitting into a plan for the season. I think it just fucking spun out into garbage. Uh, cause it, it like, I don't know, we're, we're going to get into similar stuff with like this, the, the, the episode that we're going to cover <laughs> next, but it's just like, uh, like, yeah, like, like really, especially the more we talk about it and like talking with you who really enjoyed it, like it is getting me hype on, on fucking, uh, the, the Blossom Ale episode again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, I, I don't know if it's cause I was disappointed because of previous episodes or what, but just like, there was a lot in that episode and this episode that just like, 
did not work for me. And like, Watch I'm just sub, so maybe. used to just being able to <laughs> sit back and enjoy an episode of Metabots without really thinking yeah. super a lot of, uh, That's about it. That just like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So uh, next we have Arika's Secret Garden. Uh, where we are immediately met again with the monkey boy uh, that we remember from the episode when Zero killed a bunch of people. Um, he's handing out drawings of Zero, uh, or excuse me, the the mystery metafighter. Mm-hmm. We we know who it is though. I'm not going to deign him with uh, 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 using his his moniker until until he's actually cool about it. But basically, it's like handing out tips. He's like saved up a bunch of money to like. Um, buy a kilobot and it's going to give away a kilobot to whoever who can help him find zero and help him defeat him um and you know we get a bunch of new little boy designs i like all these little boys we yeah. got here i yeah i need to rewatch some of the other episodes wow okay again we're at a weird point in domishu where i'm like yeah i need to rewatch the old bad episodes to make sure um i'm not entirely sure if we've seen these boys before because we definitely I, we seen... have not seen any we have not seen any of these boys except for the monkey boy uh, okay. These are all new boys because then, they, they also look radically different than any other character design yeah. that we've seen. I, I know, I so know far. that one kid with the um, the the broom hair. I guess is the best way yeah. to put it because yeah, it's not yeah, yeah. spiky or bushy. It's just he got broom hair. Yeah, it 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 uses a a style of, like hair delineation that we've mm-hmm. literally never seen in Metabots. It yeah. does the whole thing where kind of like you have like the upper outline, but then like the underside of the hair is just uh like has just like you know, where the brown for the hair runs out and it just has a, like a thin diffusion blur and then some lines vertically in the hair to help give it like some texture and that's it. Which is like, I mean, you see in anime all the time, but like it's not a thing that we've seen in, it's almost like a little like weird and amorphous and blobby for metabots. Like yeah. usually like everything is like pretty like hard line, but you know, um, that's beside the point. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, because we have seen all their metabots before in this season yeah. like two episodes ago so that's why i was like i know we hadn't seen that one kid but the other two kids yeah their designs are so bland i'm like well maybe yeah. we have seen them but i i trust you i do not need to go back and watch the previous episodes we've seen monkey yeah. boy before who i yeah i originally got through most of this episode going we never did get a name for monkey boy but i i guess we figure out why yeah uh because he's monkey boy uh yeah. Like the um the the bigger kid has a black has a blackmail and it isn't this isn't any of the same kids we've seen with the blackmail right. so far and then the the other kids just like super generic I can't even remember what his meta yeah who was. cares um it was some kind of sword uh, it was no it was um was he the one with Craystar yeah I guess he was the one with Craystar yeah okay so Icky shows up and yeah and uh I really like what Icky says here he goes you really want a crummy uh, Kilobot, those things are boring. They only have raw strength. No technique, no personality. How simple do you have to be to want one? And I'm like, all right, my guy, that's how to convince a bunch of kids that they don't want this new toy. Say, you yeah. have to be an idiot to want it because it's boring and dumb. And then the kids <laughs> are like, no way, they're really cool. Fair enough, you're a child. Yeah. Uh, they're like treasure <laughs> because nobody sells them. I'm like, well, okay, I guess. <laughs> And then it's, this is this is the problem is it seems like Cam's whole strategy is flooding the market with kilowatts to to like take the market over. But it sounds like he's not actually selling them anywhere. Yeah. So I don't know what his business model is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is what happens when the president of your company is 11 to 12 years old. 
Yeah. He uh, also just wants to make the most powerful Killabot and therefore is like, oh, well, this Killabot already got defeated, so I'm not putting it on the market. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Icky's response to that is, uh, you know, tattling on a person to get something low quality is cheap and stupid. I'm like, yeah, yeah. also, Icky, you're coming out with some good points, <laughs> especially yeah. for a child to other children. Hey, if you want a Metabot that only just punches hard, that means you're stupid. <laughs> That's yeah. That's a good way to convince people not to do a thing. Yeah. Uh, also, really good goof. Icky's like, and anyways, nobody's going to be able to find the mystery metafighter anyways. Nobody's been able to find him so far. He's mysterious. He's masked. It's whatever. Nobody's going to find out who he is. And like, Arika is like, yeah, you'd have just as hard a time finding him as finding where my lunch went. And Icky's like, I told you, Meta be fed your sandwich to Salty, uh, <laughs> which is just, why would he do that? <laughs> Because Salty's a good boy and hasn't gotten, was in the background of one shot this entire series. That's true. We uh, need we needed that Salty update. Yeah. Um, we also find out that Monkey Boy is specifically hunting Zero down, not because Zero defeated him in battle, but because because the 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 mystery meta fighter hides his identity. Uh, Monkey Boy automatically assumes that he's evil at heart because he does not trust people uh, who wear disguises. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's said a little bit. It, yeah, that's what he says. And the kids are like, yeah, it's it's really weird he keeps hiding his face, right? Like, why is he doing that? And I'm like, oh, all right. What anime are these kids watching that they're like, hey, somebody yeah. wearing a mask? Later on, they yeah. say verbatim, don't act cool if you don't even show your face. I'm like, no, yeah. not showing your face is cool. I thought so before a pandemic. I think so now <laughs> even more so. Yeah. It, you're way cooler to hide your face. That, that's what makes you cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Zero is just following everybody around creepily and, like, not saying anything and just listening to everybody shit-talking this entire time, too. Yeah. We do get Icky's perspective. Icky thinks that cool people can hide their faces, like uh, Super Sapien uh, (laughs) is one of the dub superheroes that he says. Uh, Why does he say that instead of my one of my best friends ever, Space Metafighter X and or phantom thief retort why don't they is call that, back to their own show the no he doesn't uh, say anything he just says it's okay. he doesn't he what he says in response to this is like well maybe he's got a good reason to which they say <laughs> what's the reason he's like i don't know yeah. uh this is when arika says well maybe he just has some kind of secret he wants to or i guess she says like everybody has some kind of secret yeah. they want to keep giggles and says oh it's nothing and runs off yeah uh which is where we start to get i don't know weird in this episode because uh arika meets up with brass near a construction site uh and they run into the woods like arika's got like a big bag of something brass has got like a a a tub with some tools in it and uh we find that she doesn't want people to know what she's doing because they'll think that she's a girly girl uh because it turns out she's been tending a giant fucking flower garden in the woods like this is the biggest flower garden i've seen in my fucking life (laughs) it's a big flower it's like rock garden it's really nice yeah um so she goes brass is like do you really hate being treated like a maiden that much i'm like all right Br- brass you need to read new manga <laughs> that's yeah i i mean a maiden is a big thing over in japan from what i yeah. understand from seeing you know slice of life anime and whatever but like it does carry a lot of strong weight with that word um yeah and Ar- arika's also, like you know they'll say it doesn't fit me that I'm 
I'm sick or something like that. I just don't want to listen to people say stupid things to me about that. And I'm like, all right, okay, I see where you're coming from. Because she is, like, she fought against a lot of this stuff in the previous series. And, like, they do mock her when she does enjoy the traditionally girl-gendered activities. And she yeah. just doesn't want to have to deal with that. I I understand where she's coming from, but this entire, like, bit is about how gendering things makes people uncomfortable yeah and the uh, the dub goes in a much worse direction with yeah. it too the dub gets incredibly gendered about it because uh, like it it starts off with like oh you know you don't like uh um you know you don't want people to know that you're uh, a, a girly girl that you like flowers or whatever and like arika starts talking about how like um you know, it's like, you know, the, she she wants to keep this garden secret because it's kind of like her professional thing. And if like if Icky and everybody knew about it, they'd come here and they'd turn into like bunkers and booby traps and monster trucks and like really like st- like start with it. It feels like they're starting with the baseline thing of like uh, Arika and Brass aren't super into row battling. They have other hobbies and interests and then immediately kind of like diving into this like. Uh, you know, uh, uh, mud and pails and puppy dog tails, like yeah. dumb gender bullshit that really like isn't a big part of the show. It's just that like these people have different hobbies that intersect because of metabots, and now they're like super leaning into it in the dub mm-hmm. to give this kind of through line of of Arika being a girl, and we're gonna continually like get double down on on this kind of thing in the dub, and it really fucking sucks, and I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, I would have much rather have the thing of just like, you know, Arika likes plants and Arika doesn't want to explain why she likes plants, which she shouldn't have to because no. literally the only other gardener in this entire fucking franchise is a dude that we had in last season. <laughs> yeah. And like we see her in her garden, like she's having the time of life doing nature photography. She knows every flower in this garden like by name and when they bloom and how to make them bloom and all this stuff she's watering them she's bringing flowers to plant here by herself along with fertilizer she's planning ahead what bulbs she wants to plant and what time of year like she genuinely super cares about this and it's it's not just like an idle hobby which would be fine if it was but like yeah this is a passion of hers that she has to hide because she just doesn't she doesn't want to hear people talk to her about it. Like, yeah, all right. Um, but they don't, other than um, her saying why she's keeping it a secret is, you know, she doesn't want any gendered bullshit to come into like her hobby. And then yeah. um, I think she mentioned something one time later about it. Uh, like gender doesn't pop into it. In fact, the gender bullshit that comes up, comes up a little later and it's not about a at all. Yeah. Uh, we're Well, you know, um, the dub is not so kind yeah, to us no. in that fashion no. because immediately we we get we get the the big kind of like plot point and conflict for the, for this episode. Uh, Zero and Dorcas are chased into the garden through the woods by the three school children uh, that we met earlier uh, who were recruited by Monkey Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know immediately Zero and Dorcas are like treading through Arika's flowers. Uh, they they get into a standoff with the kids. Um, you know, uh, in the dub, Zero says, I don't fight girls, which seems like it's out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. And then one of the kids fires back, you're the one wearing a dress. And it's just like, this mm. is, uh, the, yeah, like they are really ramping this up in the dub and it, I, uh, it sucks. Uh, 
and then we get, you know, not even really a fight scene. We get Dorcas waving an arm around in a, a bright flash on the screen, and then all the metabots die. Um, and the kids run away, and we get more gendered stuff, and just, like, Arika is, like, clearly mad at Zero for wrecking her garden, and, like, you know, points out your, you know, look at your feet, like, you know, you're, you're like, do you know what you've, like, ruined and, like, tramped through? And it's, like, very clearly he's standing on top of flowers, and he says, what, it's just grass? And, like, Arika calls him out as, like, you know, that's that's your problem, like, you're so, you, you're so focused on fighting, you can't see anything beautiful about the world around you. We get this awkward pause, and Zero says, well, I think you're pretty, and they just stare at each other, and they run off, and it's, like clearly setting up a thing that they're going to like expound upon at the end of the episode but it's like a thing uh, they're they're forcing a shipping angle in the dub as yeah. opposed to like this basically having no dialogue in the sub right uh so uh after the fight uh he's staying he's acting like a cool kid and they're like hey you know this is when they say don't act cool if you don't even show your face and then they run off and then arika just show like runs up grabs him and goes restore them and she's like shaking She's like, apologize and restore my flower garden. And he's like, yeah, whatever. So she, she like, she grabs him. And he's like, apologize and fix them. And he goes, yeah, this is stupid and smacks her hand away. And then like sulks off. I'm like, that's all that happens in the, <laughs> she's like, this is this flower. That is that flower. This is that flower. Like, this is important to me. And you're an asshole for like, not even apologizing about it. And he's, He's too cool for school. Like he doesn't care, and that's that's what sets it off. That's the the dynamic here. Like he's just I don't care about this. This isn't something I care about. Therefore, it's not important. And walks away. And Ulrika starts shaking, and he's like, "I'm going to expose expose his stupid face." I'm like, yeah, yeah, revenge journalism. <laughs> do it. All right, yeah. But like, there's no hint of like gender. He he just doesn't care because it doesn't. It's not important to him. So you know, it has no value. And he yeah. can't see outside of himself, which is something we see Zero and the mysterious Metafighter like throughout the entire series. If it's not directly important to him beating up a Killabot, like he just genuinely doesn't care. Um, yeah, it's it's like I feel like if if they paid a little bit more attention to it, or or you know, uh, uh, just kind of like did another couple of passes on this, we would get more of this of Zero when he's like not in disguise, like struggling with this more to help sell this and we yeah. do get a little bit of that in this episode but this is kind of like I don't, I don't know like we he's such a non-character all the time mm-hmm. that it's just like I get what they're trying to do with this and I'm just immediately want to write it off and not care about it because I I know in every episode up until now it's been the worst part of the series and I just like really like yeah. I want to get I want to get back to the monkey boy because monkey yeah. boy looks fun. <laughs> now I, I'm going to skip ahead just momentarily. Cause I will forget by the time we get there. Zero does yeah. show up to help Arika fix it. He does. When he yeah. finds out um, she's sad about it, but like, it doesn't seem strange to Arika or brass or anything that he's here to help because he just goes along with whatever. He just follows Arika yeah, yeah, yeah. and Icky around and just does whatever they say anyway. So it's not like yeah. a character moment of them bonding. Like even in the show, it's played off as, Oh, I guess he's showing up to help. Oh, I guess he left. He must have been wet from the rain. Like, yeah, he's a non-character. He's he's essentially an NPC in this video game. And like, that's yeah. weird. And like, 
if they just gave him a little bit more personality other than I'm cool and aloof and I don't care about things, which is boring in real life, and it's far more boring in an anime where you're supposed to be a main character. It, yeah. Non-character. Um, it, yeah. It's like it would be incredibly stereotypical and, and additionally, like, prob- probably not as boring, but still kind of boring to be the thing where it's like, oh, when he's in character as the mysterious metafighter, he's all about his ideals mm-hmm. and, like, how he's going to defeat all kilobots. And then, you know, when he's not, he's, like, sheepishly trying to, like, stand up and defend the, the mystery metafighter or something. There would at least be something as opposed to the literal non-character that he is otherwise. <laughs> yeah, like Henry defending his good friend and hero, the Phantom Thief for Tort, anytime he got slandered. Yeah. yeah. If he was like well, that. Well, <laughs> I mean, the good thing about the the good thing is that those are two different characters. Uh, so that's a lot easier to do yeah, because yeah. you're writing for two different headspaces. Uh, yeah, so uh, Arika shows up to Icky. He's like, hey, I want you to help me out. Yeah. And he goes, no, I don't feel like it. And then she goes, it shows him a picture of Nye, candid photo. And he goes, here's Nye's charming smiles, 36 poses in total. I will give these to you if you Ugh. help me. And and Iggy's like, yes, please. And then she goes, uh, when you're done. And I'm like, I really don't feel good about her bribing Iggy with candid photos of a woman they both know. And so at least... At least in the dub, these are not photos of Nye. Uh, they are referred to as glamo shots, uh, but they are specifically uh, uh, fucking Arika went and got a bunch of photos from the most recent like row battle, like Royal Rumble, I think is what it's called. Like at, le- <laughs> at least in the dub, it is not creeper shots of Nye. It is uh, photos that Arika got at like a, a Metabot competition. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, at the end of the uh, uh, so the the ending theme song that has all these like candid photos of Nye like putting her hair up or like yeah just walking around the presumably shop. they are those those photos basically <laughs> it, it, it feels so as much as we talk about how Icky looks up to Nye it it really feels like Arika does too and just does not come up in the show. Um, yeah. The more interesting angle here, that well, the less creepy, like really shitty angle here, is we see the memory card she's holding up. F- first of all, uh, it is a regular memory card, but it's got a circle on there, almost like it's a disc. Who knows why? Um, yeah. But it is, it is a memory card, and it's 32 gigabytes. Now... Right, well, I mean, clear, clearly when they, in the, the future of 2021... Uh, from when this show was made, if we we did have SD cards back then, yeah, and truly, you would not simply make them smaller and hold more. You would put a disc inside of them if they were going to hold more, so, more information, right? <laughs> I looked it up because this is the kind of thing I fixate on. Um, yeah. So memory card, thirty-two gigabytes in two thousand, uh, in the year two thousand when this is made, I was like, yeah. you know, this is going to be worth several hundred dollars because I, you know, thirty-two gigabytes is quite a bit especially back then. So I Googled it and I, w- I went down a little rabbit hole in 2001. Um, the data on memory cards was $3 a megabyte. So this would have been worth at the time, $32,000. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So they definitely are going, this is the future. And eventually this is going to be cheaper. <laughs> well, also like, you know, a 32 megabyte SD card, that's, you know, that's not a ton, but like if I, if I had a, a 
a elementary school daughter with yeah. a digital camera. Like, yeah, like a 32 yeah. like gig uh, fucking SD card is perfect for yeah. her. Like. And she's got multiple others. <laughs> yeah. So nowadays, yeah. a couple 32 gigabytes, you know, that's what like, I'm what, like 20 bucks a pop right now? less than that yeah 15 yeah yeah like like i think i got a 64 a couple of weeks ago or a 128 a couple of weeks ago for like 30 or 40 like (laughs) i only i only buy them during like sales so i'll buy like a you know a 256 or 512 micro sd card for like yeah you know 25 bucks during christmas time so that's the only time i buy them (laughs) and like yeah like and the hundred and twenty eight I got is a micro SD card, yeah. Because yeah, like I I just the I bought it because I bought a, a new tablet and just needed a dedicated SD card for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah. Yeah. That was the part I I fixated on. I'm like, all right, this is really gross of both of these characters. But let's let's look at these numbers and try to find some pricing for it. Yeah. Um. Then we cut over to uh, uh we we do get a fun time with Cam and Monkey Boy. Uh, they're hanging out. Cam is having some tea. They're they're training a little bit uh you know ha- uh the the uh metabot that cam is giving monkey boy is hanu monkey mm-hmm. uh it's a it's a big monkey the very tall monkey with big kind of like ropey uh um uh like wire arms legs and a tail with like plug hands and feet and tail end mm-hmm. um and it's just destroying the like whatever that soldiery knife one from a previous episode was yeah. uh and Cam is going to give him uh, this killabot, and uh, all Monkey Boy has to do is to bring Zero to Cam because Cam is really on it. Like he's he's wants to be Zero's best friend, and he's very sure it's going to happen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> because like he said in the previous episode with them, like their ideals align. It's just they're on the opposite sides of a pretend conflict. But he's like, we act and think almost exactly alike. You just don't like my company for whatever reason. Um, yeah. Also, my favorite thing about uh, Hanu Monkey, uh, other than like its brilliant name, yeah, is it's got a bob haircut and it's like a very pronounced bob it, haircut. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got to be like a the monkeys reference, like a British invasion reference, like because it's also like. We've seen monkey metalots before, and I yeah. think how tall and lanky it is is kind of like against form. And it's just I don't know. It's a good design. It's a uh, we are blessed for metabots designs yeah. these two episodes. Honestly, like Hana Monkey's good. I like Hana Monkey a lot. Uh, Hana Monkey good. And again, yeah, um, like metabots is really the only franchise where brown is a prominent color. Hana yeah. Monkey is brown and beige yellow a little bit of orange and just a red vest and like that's that's cool like yeah if we get these weird <laughs> colors in metabots um cam says a good line here too because uh monkey boy goes you know I, I still haven't gotten what you wanted but like you know we gotta be patient and cam goes you know they say good things come to those who wait but isn't that just a makeup <laughs> for incompetence and then like monkey boy just stutters and he goes don't worry yeah. about it Here's a free kilobot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Cam. Like, that's a good bad guy line. Yeah. Um, we then cut over to Iki and Arika, who are out searching for the mystery metafighter. Uh, and uh, you know, Arika has to again, kind of, you know, remind Iki of the blackmail that she has on him, and and the thing that 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 he's agreed to to get him to go off and look. And uh, she's uh, uh, kind of heads off her own direction, is like complaining about, you know, she really, honestly, mostly wants to know zero's identity uh because he found out about her secret garden um 
and she doesn't want the garden to just be another row battle arena like you know uh it's you know the uh, she she thinks that if she can find out the mystery meta fighters uh identity she can use that as kind of like leverage to say like you need to keep this place secret da, 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 da. but it turns out zero again is following her along and listening creepily uh and she gets mad at him and they have a little you know it, it seems like you know they kind of have a little tough about it and then we just cut to well she's he knows about the garden now so she's dragged him along to help and at first it seems like they're repairing the garden's damage but no uh arika is having him with a garden trowel dig a pit trap to trap uh the mystery <laughs> meta fighter in that is not what happens and the uh the sub um <laughs> yeah. So she's, you know, explained to Brass, like, I want to find him because I need him to apologize to me or I'm going to expose the one thing he has that's precious to him, which is his secret identity. If he doesn't respect what's precious to others, I'm not going to respect what's precious to him. I'm like, all right, okay. And then Zero is helping her. Like, it, it, there's no pit trap. There's no booby trap. Nothing. It's, hey, I need you to dig deeper. These bulbs have to be at a certain depth in order to grow the best. Here, let me show you how you put fertilizer on these plants. She's educating and getting help repairing damage and planting for the future. I'm like, yeah, um, yeah, all right, it's yeah. Like, uh, th- this is this is a difference I'm torn on because on like I I do like that of like her like you know really showing that she does have a passion for gardening. Um, you know, as as someone who has done gar- who has yeah. hosted gardening classes before, who has is very proud of their their beans. I have so, I'm, beans. Oh, I'm gonna be able to harvest beans soon. I'm so I'm so ready. Like my entire back porch is covered in a trellis of beans. I've I've trained the vines so good. I've I've like I've got a bunch that are that are like sprouting beans now. Uh, one was almost big enough for me to pick today. Ooh. We're not going down a bean hole. Um, well, bean the, hole. But like the yeah the <laughs> the differences in the dub that I actually do kind of like about this though is that you know Arika has gone all in on getting revenge on zero and zero's the one to point out is like hey you're having me dig this booby trap you're literally turning your garden into exactly the thing that you you don't want it to be that you're worried about like the other meta fighters showing up and turning it into um I I get that uh, and I just yeah. don't like it I, I'm, I'm not a fan. Well, yeah. The the other thing it leads into is Zira is like, you know, Arika saying like, no, I'm just, I'm doing it to like, you know, capture, you know, the mystery meta fighter who like only cares about fighting in which Zira says that, you know, what if he doesn't want to fight? What if he doesn't, uh, what doesn't, what if he doesn't like fighting? And, you know, Arika's like, then why does he keep doing it? And like, I feel like maybe this is a, this is a dub change that is trying to set up for, this future zero backstory reveal that we're going to get well, way later than we should. Uh. <laughs> we do get, um, we do get a, a somewhat similar uh, conversation here. Uh, Arika, as she's uh, help, like talking to zero about flowers, then goes, you know, how much she hates, you know, this mystery meta fighter and how she plans on exposing him um, I, again to take away the only thing he treasures. Yeah. And, um, and she's also complaining, like, you know, he just has this fun row battling and doesn't care about anything else. And Zero's like, you know, I don't think he's row battling for fun. And then Arika goes, like, she screams. She goes, if he's not row battling for fun, that's worse. Row battles are simple and they are sacred. And if it's not fun, he should quit. I hate him even more now. It's unforgivable to row battle and not have fun. I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right, Arika. 
Because Arika, from the beginning of the show, hey, row battles are fun. Row battles are important. Row battles yeah. are about like the bond and like sportsmanship. And sure, like even in the last series, she's like, hey, these are what row battles are. I don't participate in them, but I love them more than anyone else in this goddamn show. Yeah, she she does cover them. She's the she's the row battle journalist as far as it is concerned. Yeah, like <laughs> and like for her. So this guy this guy destroyed something precious to her, and he didn't even have fun doing it. That's worse yeah. in her book. Like at least yeah. if he was having fun and got carried away, that would be one thing. But now he's doing something, and he doesn't even like fighting, but he's doing it anyway. That's like the fact that that made her angrier. Yeah, I mean, I've always loved Arika, but like, hey. She's she's big in these flowers. She hates this dude because he doesn't care about other things. Oh, and now he he's fighting and he's damaging his metabot and other metabots without like having a good time doing it. I'm like, I mean, she's and th- pretty this good. is the thing that like this this is the thing that actually sells that issue we were having last episode about like you know the writers not really understanding what the conflict is about. This actually does get to the heart of it. Yeah, it's like yeah, if like you know it's fu- like you know uh, accidents are going to happen, things are going to get wrecked. You know your your metabot's laser cannon is going to accidentally destroy a cement fountain in the public square sometimes. What are you going to do? And as long as you're doing it because you're doing it for the love of the sport and you know a uh, uh, good congenial like bonding with other meta fighters and stuff, then it's fine. And it's if you're literally just doing it to like destroy other metabots. Even if it's you're trying to destroy the killabots that are trying to destroy other metabots, like I do think that um you know uh I I feel like I've said on this in other podcasts my stances on on uh, hard left violence and the the need for it, but like you know this is this is a uh, this is a children's television show, and I feel <laughs> like this is an appropriate way to talk about you know what the appropriate need for violence is, and like. Yeah, like, you know, I, I I feel like in the sub, Arika's making a pretty good point here, and I wish we had that in the dub to help carry through the rest of this for what's probably just going to, like, be more bad episodes about, oh, we've got to fight because fighting is bad, and we've got to fight to stop the people who are fighting because the people who are fighting are fighting to fight, but mm-hmm. we've got to fight because we're fighting to stop the people who are fighting. And it's just, like, it's so messy and, like, yeah. If we had more scenes like this in, in both the sub and the dub, it would be a better show. And it sucks that we're getting this one scene in the sub and nowhere else. <laughs> this is um, this is a point they bring up a lot in this show so far, which is like, hey, if you're not having fun while metal battling, like you're doing it wrong. And the <laughs> what makes the mysterious meta fighter not a good guy is that he's yeah. fighting to fight. Like that was the whole point of um, uh, what the world needs now, like where he first showed up. And had that big, yeah. really awful fight with knife soldier bot was like, hey, you're you're fighting just to fight these guys. Like, you don't have any heart in the game. Like, yeah, you also suck. And like Cam agrees. He's like, yeah, he doesn't have any heart in the game. He's fighting just to fight. That's why he's a cool dude. That's why I like him. That's why we're buds. Like, yeah, this episode is reiterating those points. And I think it's doing a better job by showing Arika having a passion against you know, that way of life, which Icky yeah. does not in those episodes. Um, yeah. We, well, we, it's also like, I feel like the big takeaway from those episodes that we were supposed to get is like zero acknowledging that like, you know, the bond between Metafighter and Metabot is really, really important. And the, the, you know, the Faustian deal of taking the strong Killabot to be able to destroy other Killabots is not worth it. But then 
they follow that up with us getting no character, like no further characterization for for Dorcas. Like Dorcas is still a non-entity as far no, as the show uh, is concerned. And this it episode, be, we get like, it. Yeah, this is the episode like, where we see that progress we've made in the last couple episodes. But we don't see that in the dub. Is the problem? Oh. Dorcas still doesn't really. Dorcas, uh, Dorcas doesn't say shit in this episode, except maybe a couple of reactions to other stuff going around him. Oh, like no. if Dorcas was the one to tell fucking uh, Zero, uh, oh, have you considered that maybe we are doing the wrong thing and we should approach this from a different direction or whatever? I'd be all on board. But like Dorcas does not figure into this episode at all, oh, except he, as he the way in the which that Zero fights. I, yeah. At the end, we don't get that. Yeah. We get flute music instead. Oh, well, uh, so so let's get to the good parts. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, uh where the fuck am I in my notes? Uh uh zero, yeah, it rains, so it's zero, starts, it's, uh, zero leaves, it starts to rain, uh Arika and Brass notice that the zero is gone and like oh everybody like left because of the rain, da 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 da. Um uh and uh we find Zero and Dorcas in disguise walking around in in the rain. Uh they get they get chased and sprung on by Hanu Monkey at a shrine. Um, and Monkey Boy steps out saying, hey, I don't want to fight. I just want to take you to Cam. Uh, and that's that's not good. Uh, Arika and Brass stumble upon them and they begin to fight. Uh, and you, we see that Monkey fight good. This, we got good Monkey fight yeah. right now. Monkey I love Monkey. Uh, yeah. Um, but this is also when we find out kind of like at it, when, when the fight is reaching its worst, we find out that there is not simply one Monkey there's three of them, three and there's not simply one monkey boy. There's three monkey boys, Mitch. Monk three, yeah. Um, <laughs> they're they're triplets. <laughs> so the best part is, um, so it it does that you know anime zipping around like so fast it's like teleporting. Yeah, and Dorcas goes. He's moving very fast. He's moving too fast, almost as if, and then grabs one by the neck, and he's like, "There's more yeah. than one." <laughs> like yeah. that's very good. And then, yeah, yeah, we see three monkey boys and they're like, hey, um, they start speaking in unison. Like, yeah, eight, one speaks, the middle one speaks, the, the last one speaks, and then they speak in unison together. I'm like, this is how you do creepy triplets. Yeah, we we get some really good shots where like you'll have one in profile will say something and then the second one will step forward from that profile and in, in a mirror profile and say something. And then the third one will step from there. And at that point, it'll be all three of their faces filling up the screen. Yeah, like there's some, you know, sometimes Metabots Damashi is good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's very good. It, it took having a monkey boy. Yeah. Uh, we simply look, it's, it's very clear that like, um, I mean, cause we, you know, not to a, a continually pull on ghosts in the shell, but like a thing that makes ghosts in the shell work, uh, especially in its second season, which is not very good in my opinion. Um, but, but the, the parts of it that make it really, really work are when it's very clear that, that the, the people who are directing that episode have a are making visual references to other visual media that they really, really love and aren't just like referencing in a rote way, but are really like trying to have a conversation with that genre and that specific work and stuff. And like this, like when, when these Dimashi episodes are really hitting, it's because it feels like, yeah, no, they've, 
they have watched a kung fu movie with monkey triplets that do this thing and that's that's like really what they're leaning into here and it works it works in a really good way like this this feels like uh like this whole action sequence feels like it references like hong kong cinema in like a way that is very authentic without necessarily like biting a specific yeah, sequence yeah, yeah. from a movie that i've seen <laughs> absolutely like it yeah this is well done um between this and the the um the lack of like terrible gender commentary that the dub gets <laughs> like we we are getting like i'm getting a pretty good experience here well that yeah, and the yeah. minus the the really creepy photos and i but like yeah uh, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, the minute the monkey fight starts in this episode yeah. i'm all in yeah uh, <laughs> um, um but yeah, like uh, we, uh, Arika is trying to get a photo of Zero's face. Uh, we we kind of get this um, uh, zoom in of like seeing like his little like uh, cowl neck collar kind of like dip down a few times, and then uh, it's kind of like timed with a sound effect where it's unclear whether or not is it, it like thematically it's supposed to be the camera flash or like lightning or something, but it's like very clearly like Arika got the photo. And she charges off being like, yeah, I got it. I'm going to get it. Um, the monkey boy's like, oh, that, that could be important. And so, like, you know, uh, Zero's obviously uh, upset. One of the monkey boys swoops in demanding the memory card and Zero's identity from Arika, which is just in time because Icky and Metabi show up. So uh, hold on and, here real quick. Because yeah. <laughs> monkey boys yeah. have a different motivation in the sub. Oh, okay. So uh, in, in the sub, you know... It, it, she she got a picture of his face. It, it's a known fact. She got a picture of his face. She runs off and he's like, so Zero goes, no, she she got my face. And he goes, monkey boys go, oh, is that important to you? We'll get that back for you and we'll get it back. And then you'll come with us. Everybody wins. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. so they're trying to be helpful to their new friend. And they're like, we're not here to fight you. We're not here to like, hurt you. We want you to be friends with our new friend, too. You know, he's got yeah. a lot of cool things and he wants to be your friend. Might as well. And I'm like, all right. So monkey boys are just like, hey, this rich kid's giving away free stuff. Why don't you want free stuff? Oh, we'll yeah. go. We'll go attack this girl to get that thing back. Don't worry. We're gonna help. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Meta, uh, Luckily, this is when Icky and yeah. Meta show up, and and uh, Arika reminds Icky of his promise uh, to, to the, you know, oh, they're trying to steal his memory card. It's got those glamo shots that you want on it. So, uh, uh, <laughs> Icky goes the best line from Icky in the whole show. So he sees the three monkey boys. He goes, wait, what? Three people with the same face? How? <laughs> well, it, at, well at, at first, there's just the one. Yeah. And so Metabee just immediately punches the fucking monkey robot yeah. out. And that's when the other two show up and we get triple monkey boy. And yeah. he's just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> he just doesn't understand the concept of triplets in the, in the sub. Yeah, yeah. So he just beats down a monkey. And then the other two show up and start beating on Metabee. Yeah. And that's when the third one stands up and starts beating on Metabee again. And I'm like, yeah, this is funny. This is, this is yeah, pretty good. This, this is good. Uh, and that's when Dorcas shows up to help out with the fight with Zero as well. This is And this is where, um, one, uh, very clearly this should be Dorcas, Metabee, and Brass versus the Monkey Twins. Uh, and I, I will note, I did not say this earlier, but when we get the title card for uh, Nanu Monkey, or ha Hanu Monkey, excuse me, um, they they do uh, put in the thing that their 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 Metabot fighter is the Brat Triplets. Uh, All right, or that's the Brat good. Brothers. Um, so they they did they did foreshadow this, but uh, you know, 
figured I'd figured I'd leave it till now to bring up. Yeah. Um, but very clearly this should this should be a three on three match. Instead, Brass gets to do nothing, and we get a repeat of the um uh the squid lips uh uh one on three fight from forever ago. Because literally they just form a tornado around them. Mm-hmm. Uh we get this over like, you know, a done thing of like zero looking at the watch and seeing like checking the radar or whatever and then they just manage to hit one of them which causes all three to stop and then they take them out and it's yeah we've seen this fight before like this is really fucking lazy i don't like it uh <laughs> yeah um it sucks uh but like we're getting to some good stuff here uh yeah so then uh arika six icky on um rocks on dorcas yeah. sorry and yeah, because Zero Zero asked for the memory card, memory card like yeah. straight up. He's like, "Hey, listen, you my face is on there. Please, please give it to me. Like, you know, I I would really appreciate it. I, I know like how you feel about secrets. Like, I would like to keep my secret safe as well. And that's when Arika tries to play it off as if Zero is trying to steal Icky's glamo shots yeah. of Nye slash the Royal Robo Rumble or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he just goes memory card. And she goes, no. And he goes, I want the memory card. And that's all he says yeah. to her. And then Icky's like, memory card? The the memory card with nice photos on there? And Arika's like, y- y- yeah, he wants those. Why, do, why don't you stop him? Yeah. Um, like, the We get a boring, dumb fight start between B and Dorcas. Uh, well, the, uh, for, for thematic clarity, it does end up back at the secret garden. Yeah. Uh, Dorcas does summon a giant bouncy hammer. Yeah. I do love that. Yeah, that is so goddamn good. <laughs> that was the best part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm warming they, up They have Dorcas. weaponized the anti-metal hammer that the, uh, uh, the rubber robos developed so long ago. Uh, <laughs> I am, uh, I'm really warming up Dorcas because of this episode. I'm, he's got a uh, yeah. big hammer. He got big hammer. He got big hammer. Yeah, listen, uh, like I really, I really hate his sword arm. I think the tiny serrated knife is awful. Yeah, I did not like how they kind of have continually downplayed the hammer fist that yeah. that uh, Rikusho had. But the minute he whips out that bouncy hammer, I am all the way back in on Dorcas. <laughs> so this is where we start getting Dorcas's personality. So yeah. he goes to take a step back. And Zero just goes, ah, and then Dorcas looks down and sees the flowers and then puts his arms out and sacrifices himself. So Metabee shoots him. Metabee does shoot him because memory Metabee loves to shoot people like that's a character trait. And it is completely opposite in the dub. So then he spins and as he spins to avoid the flowers, his metal pops out. So he uses his dying breath not to squish any more flowers. Yeah, it is. It is completely opposite in the dub. In the dub, Dorcas whips out his bouncy hammer, ready to fucking throw down with Metabee, and Zero gives him an, an audio order to stand down and not attack. And Zero, or, uh, Dorcas doesn't understand for a second, and then they seem to have a moment of clarity as, as you know, the shot where it's supposed to be that Dorcas is understanding, oh, wait, we're in the garden, is instead Dorcas realizing, oh, Zero is telling me not to fight because we're in the uh, in the garden. And the kind of, like, the spin he does after he gets shot is is kind of like played off more as like that's just the way he falls, which like uh, I I don't I don't know how to uh, hmm. I I do know how I feel about this this whole th- like I feel like they're changing this in the dub 
to further uh, the this kind of like Zira Arika connection mm-hmm. that I really hope they don't lean in on. It would have been better for like Dorcas to be the one to push Zero towards understanding what's you know, hey, we shouldn't destroy life because as we know, the the Rakusho line loves yeah. all all living beings. Um, yeah, this is this is in, getting yeah. big Rakusho vibes here. Hey, I yeah, I'm confident I could kill Metabi right here if I wanted to. Oh wait, I'm going to step on a flower. I want him to kill me so I don't step on a flower. Like, yeah. that's crucial. Inst- instead, what we get is, uh, you know, fucking Zero uh, telling Dorcas to, to not attack and, and take the hit. Dorcas effectively having no character in this episode mm-hmm. whatsoever. Um, and then when Icky wins and wants the photos, like, Arika destroys it. And, uh, you know, we get a a blushy Arika face telling Zero that he can come to the Secret Garden anytime he wants to enjoy it. That, like, with all of the other changes they made in the dub, really feels like they're trying to set a romance up in in a way that doesn't work. (laughs) This is one of the reasons I have a problem with the title. I don't like it being Arika's Secret Garden because that's a very common euphemism. And her blushing, like, hey, come back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is why Arika's Flower Garden... Yeah, a little less on the nose and then um so she just first of all she just broke this memory card with her fingers i i want to uh, it is hardcore that. yeah it's it's hard she fucking card crushers that shit like it's and yeah it's, it's wasteful. great uh also <laughs> this is the memory card with zero's face on there not with the knife photo so theoretically she still got those because these are two different memory cards which which i do want to point out um but at the end of this, so she she's just looking at Zira as he's like cradling the body of Dorcas and is like picking him up, and uh, she she snaps it and then doesn't say anything as Iki kind of freaks out, and then as uh, Zero stands up and like gives her a knowing look and then turns to walk away, she goes, um, "The genitons are going to bloom soon. Please return to see them." And that's the last bit of dialogue in the episode. And yeah. I'm like, so first of all, doesn't make any euphemism laden comments. Do, yeah. No one says thank you. She says thank you by saying, "Hey, this is place is important to me. I I recognize in you the fact that you understand that. I put a lot of hard work in there. If you want to come back and see the, you know, the beauty from that later, you're welcome." Yeah. And and it really under it it underlines that the thing that is important between them is like the the natural environment in the garden. It's yeah. saying like, "Hey, listen, this is when this next flower is going to bloom, bloom. Come back here. Like, whereas, like, the you can come visit my garden anytime, uh, like, you know, feels more like the kind of thing that you would see in, uh, like, a, a Jane Austen, like, period piece. Yeah. You are trying to create an excuse for two people to meet up at a place, as opposed to we are acknowledging that our we the thing that we have bonded over is this mutual love of nature, and and I am letting you know you are allowed you are not only allowed to come here and visit this thing that I have treated as like a private place, but I am telling you when like the thing that we both value is going to is going to be at its like bloom, as opposed to. Uh, the, the way that the dub really feels like is like, you know, uh, like literally trying to create an excuse for these two characters to, to meet up and, and, and interact more. And the, the garden really doesn't matter in the end scheme of it, which kind of like runs against the entire theme of the episode. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, it really makes it seem like this is like the dub makes it seem like the garden is a hobby that, uh, Arika doesn't care about. And does because it's a thing that she does. 
as yeah. opposed to the way the dub the sub depicts it, which is like, no, this is an actual hobby that she has, like that she cares about. So uh, when Zero is helping her out, she explains. So she first stumbled upon this place and saw like some flowers, and she's like, "Look, I'm I'm not the world's best photographer, and I wanted to practice, and I figured I'm going to practice on different things. I'm going to take some you know pictures of flowers, but I." really got into them and i started doing more research yeah. and i i really fell in love with the idea of gardening and yeah i know you're gonna say that like oh it's a girly thing or any of this stuff but like it's something i genuinely really find myself caring about and i just i'm not ready for people to know that about me yet i'm like yeah all right like that is good and that was like the most gender they get into in this episode is arika's like i don't want to get teased for liking this stereotypically girly thing because one, I don't think it matters, which she said is in the episode, and two, like I'm just not ready for people to know things about me. This is for remember me. In, remember in Metabots where all the like the the really bad gender stuff was in the sub, and like the dub was just like a really clean, well written episode. And I can't handle that the roles are reversed, especially since I know you're gonna run out of sub eventually for the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, six more episodes. I'm out of sub. <laughs> oof, oof, oof. Yeah, podcast might end in six episodes or in three episodes, folks. <laughs> yeah, we'll find we'll out. See. I'm I'm gonna keep looking. I've been I've been asking strangers on the internet if they could help me find stuff. So I'm gonna keep looking. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess Just that's, watching raw Japanese audio. Uh. That's the episode. Hey everyone, we're gonna try to make it less than two hours next time. We, we yeah. Got, we got all the phil uh, philosophy talk, all the feelings talk about metabots. Hopefully out in these two episodes. If not, yeah, whatever. Uh, we we definitely we had a conversation about the like uh, like we you know I haven't edited the previous episode yet, but like it was it definitely ran long and ran long not uh I think in a way that we wanted to um uh I I certainly didn't enjoy those episodes uh and I feel like we've run long again. I I feel like this episode's a lot better. Like I am I am walking out of this episode enjoying. Mm-hmm the act of making this podcast a lot more, uh, which I think is, is good for both of us to, to both actually be enjoying making the show. But like, um, we, we, we have explicitly talked about, you know, uh, uh, keeping the show under two hours. Uh, <laughs> it's a good goal to have. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fine for episodes where it turns out that Victor, Victor's, uh, village was destroyed by the UN, uh, not so much every single time that we like make an episode about Metabots Tamashi. <laughs> We're covering forty minutes of anime, maybe. Like maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is fun. Yeah. No matter what we're watching. Mitch, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me at Big Bad Beetle Boy on Twitter. Um, I'm gonna save most of my Metabots thoughts for that. Maybe. Maybe that's how I can cut two hours out of this show I, oh man i just need to yeah i don't know i need to uh, i feel like um i i i try and keep an eye on the time and i i need to do something better in my notes with timestamps or something just to be like hey we're only halfway through this episode right now uh but yeah yeah, um i I think we got a lot of it out of our system right now (laughs) and then from now we can just react in the moment to things without having it to be a big production so Colin, we definitely don't need to check in on how we're feeling no. about metabots at the beginning of next episode. I can Hopefully tell you not. that. Uh, Where can you we... can find me on? 
Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Pagetish and Pagetesque. Uh, Pagetish is my public account that I don't use nearly enough. Pagetish no. is my private account, uh, private account that I've only denied like two people to actually follow. So you know that's whatever. Um, I guess those people aren't cool. Uh, yeah. Um, you, you can find the other show that I make that uh, I did not make an episode this month for uh, called Commonwealth Climate Talks. Um, I. The world of environmentalism is very complicated right now, and also it was Pride Month, and all the leads I had for Pride Month uh, were busy because of Pride Month. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. uh, And yeah, you can find the show at MetaWatch and at MetaRotch. Uh, We are the world's only and premier uh, MetaBots podcast. Definitely the only MetaBots Damashi podcast. (laughs) Yeah, definitely the only MetaBots Damashi podcast. Uh, I... I mean, you know, I understand why this is not a very popular show. Uh, it's because it's not very good. Uh, oh, you know what? I haven't talked about Boss Baby this episode. Metabody!